Evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Neighbors Livecast. I'm Super Dave, a.k.a. Mr. Incredible. Super. And with me, as always, are a couple of the coolest people that I know, uh, starting with our resident feminine energy. Uh, she's uh, the personification of black girl magic with the velvety smooth voice, the one and only Aisha Green. How you doing this evening? Hello, David. Hey, and uh, I saw Mikey popped in and popped back out. I have no idea what happened, but he should be on momentarily. But while we waiting for him to get on, man, we this is a very special episode. I know some people saw the flyer that haven't watched the show in a while and was like, they must not have had no guests and the, the host is the guest, <laughs> but he's not the host at this mm-hmm. current juncture. So he's coming on to talk about all the dope stuff that he's doing at his essence. This guy, you know how I write the, uh, you know, I got you, Jay. I, 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 oh, I here we you go. Feel left here, out. So I gave you a whole thing. I say, at his essence, this guy is a community organizer, a leader, and a warrior. He mm. has parlayed these fundamental character characteristics into countless rewarding and successful endeavors, including his latest musical collection series entitled Jay Sun for President and his movie, Self-Produced, and uh, a written and self-produced movie entitled Life on the Rocks. You guys know him as the dude that uh, come hell or high water was right here with me in the beginning. And, and, and you know, I can't even, like, the words can't express how much I appreciate you being there every week with me, bro. The one and only Jay Sun is in the building with us. And apparently he works for Fanta now. I don't know what that's about, but we're going to find see. out. Yeah. It's a long story with Fanta. It's, it's all good, but what's up, man? All is well, man. How y'all doing, man? We good, man. We good. It's always good to see you, brother. Yeah, so, um, we back, man. Yeah, man. We back yeah. in the building. It feels good. It feels the neighbors of neighborish. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I'm trying to see. It looks like Mike is having some issues. Let's see if he get in this time. Let me give him a second here. But yeah, man, it's a whole lot of stuff going on in the world before we get into this interview, man. Um, the news just came out today about, uh, we were just talking about uh, R. Kelly, how he was convicted. Yes. There's Mike. What's up, brother? I apologize. It's, so it's good all good, you. man. It's all good. I seen you pop in and pop out and pop in and pop out. Mm-hmm. And That's what like, she said. That's what she said. Yeah. That's what I was about to yeah. say. You beat me by a half a second. Nigga. But anyway, y'all know him, man. My man, Honey Grand, the one and only Just Mike. Yeah, uh, so we were just about to get into the R. Kelly situation. Did you get to look uh-huh. at any other stuff, uh, Mike? Yeah, you know I did. I had to. I was like... Yeah, yeah. So uh, from what they're saying, you know, basically uh, R. Kelly was convicted in a federal uh, by a federal jury on charges of racketeering conspiracy and eight other counts alleging that he headed a criminal enterprise Ooh. that employed agents, runners, bodyguards and others to lure and trap girls and young women to satisfy his sexually predatory desires. That's what uh, the Chicago Tribune said about their own uh, R. Kelly. Robert Sylvester Kelly. Yeah, man. Uh, So, each man, uh, he's going in. They said uh, it's it's more trials, um, because that was in New York. Uh-huh. Uh, so that was just the people that was in New York. They got a trial set in Chicago and another one coming up, I think they said in Florida. 
Mm. Um, and so, yeah, one, but once you get convicted once, the other ones usually just, you know, fall, you know. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a sad day for, look, so this is what I want to know. We who's always a sad day for? Who's the sad day Yeah, who's the sad day for? Uh, well, I mean, for him. But not for, you know, I mean, not for the people who, you know, accuse him. They're very happy. My question is, he finna yeah. go to jail, right? He's been convicted. So yeah. can we can we listen to uh 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 step, step in the name, in the name of love, love. man? Is it no. all right to do that? Uh-uh, no. Uh-uh. You still I can't listen. I still don't listen to R. I don't. Okay. All right. Yeah. Which, That's my personal. I want to. I want to be able to separate the music from the art. I mean, you do all the way around. I mean, there's so many uh, crazy trifling individuals in, in the entertainment industry. If that's the case, we probably wouldn't cut the TV on if you want you know what I'm saying, know what was really it, good. It practically, I mean? so, it, it practically is at that level now. Like, I think about all of the new dimension, or I think it was I can't remember the company yet, but that Harvey Weinstein EP'd or co-produced. Oh, Dimension, like, yeah. He's still, yeah. His name's still on new stuff that's coming out. I seen something recently. It was like Weinstein Company. It wasn't his name. His brother's still part of it. Yeah, his yeah, yeah, brother's still works. Like yeah, his mm-hmm. brother still works. So. Yeah. You all right, Jay? No, I said I know you got some insight, Jay. I know you got some insight on Yeah, this. I know, because you said, because um, we had conversations when um when uh Joe was on here, and um somebody, oh, when we talked to uh the producer, my boy, when he was talking about Holly Weird. And you uh-huh. know, you've been out there with all of them. Weird. So, I mean, any insight on the situation? On which situation? Kales and his uh conviction, and and can you separate like the art from the artist? You know, the the, the age old question that we always talk about on it. I mean, I I ain't really got nothing to say about the the R. Kelly situation. Huh? Okay, I, I understand that. that. I understand yeah. that. But but so as a, as a person, like, would you would uh, you still listen to R. Kelly music? Um. Well, I mean, I don't really bump our music, our Kelly's music heavily anyway, but it, I never, I mean, I never, you know what I'm saying? I never really uh, honed in on that situation. You know what I'm saying? I just, you know, one of the reasons why I left the show is like, I just, I don't really care about Enough the world. About you know what I'm saying? Was good. Like, I, I mean, that's just, I, I don't like talking about, Shit that don't mean nothing to me, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh, mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, I don't really have too much insight. Yeah, but your honesty is needed, though. You, yeah, you, yeah. I mean, why, why you say that? I wholeheartedly uh, agree. Quite, a, quite often, I hear uh, David come on. We're talking. You know, I love Dave. I love what we're talking about. But sometimes we about to sit on me. You heard the start, but I love Dave. <laughs> I heard. I heard. You'll know, bring something up. People like, yeah, y'all heard this. I'm like, no, nah, I'm living my life. I got. I don't know about none of that dumb shit. So. No, but we need that honesty, though. We need that. We need it from you. You know what I mean? Whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, man. I mean, even this whole little uh, what's what's this section like current events? Like, I I give no fucks about none of this. <laughs> shit. Oh, oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, you know. Uh, that's oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, now. You got some current events coming up that that, that you give fucks about though. Mm-hmm. But you know, things that I have something to do with, yeah. But right. I mean, you know, the the yeah. the world. I I'm not. Yeah. I'm not engaged, uh, you know, and and part of the reason why I do what I do is because I don't like to talk shit about like all the music sucks. So what I do is I take all that energy and create what I feel is necessary so that Mm -hmm. I'm countering what I feel is destructive or counterproductive. And I I don't like people that just talk shit or like gossip about shit. So it's like I take my time to create the alternative 
to what people are talking shit about. Like, if you don't like this music, well, I've created this music. Or you don't right. like this movie, I've created this movie. If you don't like these TV shows, well, I've created these TV shows. So for my own sanity and my own family and my own tribe of people who have, you know, moral integrity as, you know, as to how, you know, our people are, are perceived on stage and screen and in music, you know what I'm saying? So it's like people just hate or talk or gossip all day whereas I choose to take that energy and create what I feel is necessary you know to counter that energy so yeah control and change the narrative yeah that's right yeah yeah yeah. he's the uh he's the don't stop in this nigga I know you don't have to (laughs) (laughs) he didn't love it so look I seen him over there I said man Jay you gotta get back on the show he kept on, he said, I got shit to do. And kept on stepping on the like, oh, <laughs> I understand. I'm busy out here, man. Yeah, I ain't mad at you. It's real. It's, 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 yeah. And I think that we we, we roll up into the into the current events. We tap on it. A lot of times, man, we, we don't even talk, talk on the actual, you know, as you football know, the exact stuff going on in the news. Like, we don't get into the Biden bullshit and all that bullshit. We just, I think we just try to shoot off a couple different instances and things going on and, and get some yeah, insight on it. Get get opinions of and every every now and again I would elicit opinions out of Jay but I definitely know and respect his stance on it because I mean at the end of the day but that, you know, that particular real. one like I, I yeah just, it's tough I mean, it's not even tough <laughs> it's, it's like yeah, yeah I just, it's not on my radar at all like and no type of have no desire to even yeah yeah, yeah well about that yeah our uh, next subject Dave God yeah, damn it, next subject. <laughs> so um I guess, uh, yeah, Kelly Price. Have you heard about that situation? <laughs> no, what's going on? She's missing or something, right? Yeah, well, she's found. There was a whole thing where she, so she had COVID, went in the hospital. And uh, when she was in the hospital, uh, she said she did an interview on TMZ, said she coded and they had to, you know, bring her back and all this. So anyway, she wound up leaving the hospital. Her family reported her missing, said the boyfriend was saying that he wasn't letting people see her and all this. So she wound up coming out, you know, um, and doing the interview saying that she wasn't missing. People knew where she was. It was a lot of drama between her and her family. Apparently, you know, her family hadn't really talked to her that much, you know, since some other things transpired between them. And so now they're using this as a platform and all this. And uh, it's just it's a weird situation. Isha, had you heard anything about it? Yeah, I saw it on TMZ. TMZ reported it. Um, she was listed in the National Database of Missing People. Um, yeah, it was a lot. And Kelly put out a video saying, I'm not missing. I'm de- I'm dealing with COVID. I literally flatlined and died from this uh, disease. So please leave me alone while I recuperate. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, just underscoring the seriousness of what's going on. Jay and I had a conversation. Um, but maybe like two weeks ago when we walked. So I'm trying to get my, uh, you know, I, y'all know I've been changing up my eating habits and stuff, but, you know, I'm trying For to the do the last more. 10 years. Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. But no, yeah. been serious since the whole, you know, diabetes thing changed. Like I gave up all, like I haven't drunk a soda. Anyway, so I'm mm-hmm. trying to change up the, uh, you know, my, my exercise habits too. Sure, yes, sir. So right. when I thought about that, man, I thought like, who's the person that uh that I know for a fact that I can't say because most people I'd be like man yeah I'm gonna do this I need you to hold me accountable and then they call me or reach out to me and I'd be like man forget you I'm sleep but I know I can't Ooh. say that to his brother so I went to Jay's son 
<laughs> and I, he was like, because he run every day around the block. And uh, not just business. the block, but, uh, you know. Thank you for making you me feel fat around, Jay. Say what? You say it was, what, an eighth of a mile or something like that? Yeah, eight, 800. It's like eight football fields. Okay, yeah, up hill, up here, y'all living yeah, the hill. Up hill, yeah, yeah. That, that hill is not no joke. So, good to flat, sir. Every Sunday, oh, we've been out there doing it. Yeah, so it's uh, it's it's, no. been, it's been beneficial. But um, I also uh, enjoy the fact that because one of the main reasons that uh, you know, I brought Jay into it was just the quality of the conversation that we had. So I was missing that interaction. Oh, so you what? didn't bring me in. I told you to come do it. No, mm. no, I'm mm. talking about. The show originally. Oh, okay, okay. running. I thought you meant the running. I was no, like, no, no, no. That was you. We've been doing that for years. Yeah, no, I ain't gonna get on here and lie. To the people. <laughs> <laughs> Make up some stuff. So yeah, I was running, and I told you, come on, man, don't be late, nah. nah, so but yeah, I was saying that you know we get a chance to have those conversations again, and you know, so we was talking about um, dang man, what was I? <laughs> I don't, I don't smoke no, one, no one knows but you, Dave. I don't need smoke. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. But uh, I want to ask y'all something. What? What's up? Uh, specifically, uh, Jay and Aisha, and they all, all of us. Let's say we uh, this this got picked up, and however it went, you bring your ass, Jay. You understand that, right? You bring your ass. You got you. We we, we got to do a, a, a verbal agreement. You, you you coming along, but then you know what I'm saying somebody saw about us. Like we talking about some, you know what I mean? Like we're like Kelly Price, whatever. Hey, Dave, um, missing because you know I would be really pissed off at any notion of you giving any of my information number one to anybody, number two being wrong, like mm-hmm. that type of shit right there. I don't, like, I don't even know how I would cope with handle handle that. So I understand when he says, you know, you know, not delving into, not even it's not even on my radar. So I don't, I mean, like honestly, Kelly Price. I, I don't know the last song she made. I mean, she sings, right? That's why I want to hear her do. Other than that, well, I, I, th- I think that story is somewhat relevant, and it was on my radar, not because of her, but because there are hundreds of thousands say. of yeah. black women missing every year. Yeah. And that yeah. is on my radar. Um, not specifically Kelly Price. I'm glad the sister was found and all that. But hundreds of thousands, I think, you know, like 166,000 black women are missing. And uh, mm-hmm. now that is on my radar. That is something very relevant that I find worthy of conversations. And, um, you know, not just on this show, that should be talked about like every day. All the time. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, the organ harvesting. And now like they're putting mm-hmm. wombs into men to have babies and men. Like where are the wombs coming from? Like where are these uh, uh, women's bodies parts coming from? And why are there so many black girls missing every year that black women missing every year yeah hundreds yeah. hundreds of thousands all the time latino as well i mean of, of color women of yeah, color people, women of color and so like yeah so you know that's something that is on my radar that i right, don't right. feel is uh clickbait or that is like a, a holly weird news story right you right know, maybe the whole kelly price situation has some underlying issues but the yeah. fact that so many uh black women and people you know women of color and girls of color go missing every year and it's not uh breaking news every hour every day of the week every month of the year is uh like inside you know, edition specials on cnn on yeah, it's like yo that's she's not a white girl you know that's, that's super serious i'm sorry so, but i'm just saying 
Yeah, yeah. She a white chicken yeah. Aruba, and, and she that, came a missing on what's the problem, but you know that was you know four or five sisters on a va- on, a, on a vacation. You know, fuck them. You know, I, I, yeah, he right. Yeah, right. Definitely, definitely. And that's what I was coming back to. Thank you for giving me a second, Mike, to come back to it. The conversation we had about, you know, um, uh, COVID and about how, how serious it's been. And, you know, uh, you know, Jay, I know you went through some stuff, you know, and uh, I don't know how, you know, you cool with talking about it a little bit? Yeah, shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real, nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you. I ain't want to jump into it. You be like, nigga, chill, nigga, you know. But uh, but I know you an open book, man. So yeah, uh, you had COVID, like you, yeah, went through it. Um, and um, your immune system was able to fight it off. Mm -hmm. You know, but but barely, rough moment. Barely, yeah. yeah. Like it it took my body to the brink. Actually, I think. You know, uh, cause you know, anybody who's experienced COVID to like that, that high level, that high degree, you also uh, start to have mental, it's like, it attacks your, your mind too. So, you know, uh, there's like hallucinations and all types of things that happen, not just to your body, but to your mind. And then, you know, uh, I remember I was, I was in like this weird state and I saw like my body having a conversation, like with my spirit. <laughs> And my body was like, yeah, nigga, I'm done. I've done all I could do for this nigga. I'm out. Uh, if you uh, got him, you got him. But I've done all I could do. Then, like, my spirit, like, took over. <laughs> and, I, and I made it. But, yeah, it took my body to the brink. Like, it, t- it took everything right. I had. Were you um, hospitalized? Were you home? How did, how did you, how did you, number one, I mean, okay, so were you able to, like, trace it back to, I mean, probably, how do you even trace that? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's weird, you know, it's, it's weird, but I, I thought I'd had a, a sinus infection, and typically mm-hmm. when I get them, because I had smoked so much, like, I was a smoker, you know what I'm saying, I smoked so much, typically whenever I get a sinus infection, I can knock it out in, like, three days, because, you, know, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a holistic dude, so I got teas and herbs and remedies that knock shit out. Uh, along right. with prayer and you know the assistance of the ancestors and you know th- th- those that I'm connected to and all those things so after like the third day it started getting job worse right it, it broke my body down like I was immobile and so I had to go to the hospital because uh in 2018 I had pneumonia and I, I was like shit am I getting that, that messed you up too yeah mm-hmm. and um and yeah so I wound up going to the hospital you know real bad and then um yeah, man, it just, it just hit me like a brick, man. I couldn't move, I couldn't talk, I couldn't function. You know, people was calling my phone, I couldn't even answer the phone. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how I called you a couple of times. I was like, this nigga always answers for me. Yeah, Fuck yeah, family, that's baby. how I am. Like everybody who always called me know I always pick up my phone and uh, like people was trying to get in contact. And, and it's like, I could slide the little joint open, but I couldn't even talk. And so, uh, that prompted my mother. My mother came, kicked the door down. Boom! <laughs> Shout out to black mamas. Yeah. There you go. There he was go. like, "Fuck that!" Like, <laughs> what about what about the like the people in your, in your close knit, like your kids and stuff? Are they Everybody okay? got it. Um, nobody was affected like me, but my mom. My mom got it worse than me. You know what I'm saying? And I told mm-hmm. her, I told her, don't come over this joint. I told her don't come over. I told her. I say that to to your mama, you know. Yeah. I mean, you can say it, but you know. My kids, my kids had it, but they ain't really had no symptoms, though. You know what I'm saying? They, Mm because, you know, obviously we got everybody tested, everybody that I was around. This was scary about it. I affected quite differently. Yeah, but uh, it all turned out well, man. My mom had it the worst, but, you know, my mom had it, her husband, my uncle. Like my my baby mother, you know what I'm saying? Her, you know, her her partner, like all like, er, like everybody that I'm close to had it. 
but I think me and my mother had it the worst, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. We was able to, to get through it, you know, and everybody else is, uh, is good. I'm good, but it definitely, uh, it took, you know, I thought I was gone, man. I wrote a will, you know what I'm saying? Because my body took, yeah, I was literally, I thought I was out of here. I was like, okay, well, I had a good run. You know what I'm saying? Like my, my life started flashing back. And you know, the, the real thing, man, I'm gonna tell you something, man, that, that's some real shit, man. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was going through that, man, like I really thought it was over, man. And, um, you know, this is for a lot of people who, who struggling with this, man. Like I grew up in, in the, in the church. Right. And it, it's been, it's been a constant challenge for me, um, mm-hmm. breaking away from that church because, you know, the way I was raised, the way I came up, man, like that whole notion of Jesus has been my rock. It's like, so when all else had failed, like, you know, my mother, and you know, like all you know, my my grandma, my great aunts, like that's that's what they told me to uh to to rely on, man. And I, I challenged that, you know, early in my life, like in my late twenties, I was like, ah, that shit ain't the way. And uh, you know, uh, when I went through that, when I went through this COVID shit, man, it I I stepped all the way away, and I I uh, I called on myself. I believed in myself. And I believe what I'm connected to without no religion, without no type of uh, indoctrination or doctrine. And I remember, man, I uh, I rapped this verse to one of my songs and uh, I instantly started feeling like energy. Uh, and it, it was just, you know, it, for anybody who grew up in the church, the hardest thing in your life uh, when you seek in truth and you seeking um, true liberation is to step away from Jesus. It's the hardest thing anybody ever have to go through that came up in the church. And it's the scariest thing ever, ever. You know what I'm saying? It's the scary, it's the hardest, scariest thing. Cause you gotta like, it's like you stepping out of a spaceship into a black hole uh-huh. with no, with no with nothing to the ship. You know, and it's, and it's like, it, it take the ultimate strength. It take the ultimate, like, it's it's like the most gangster shit ever. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? It was one of the realest experiences that I ever experienced in my life, man. And uh, I, I, it, I was right. You know what I'm saying? The power lies within us. Uh-huh. Like we, we, we are our gods. We are our own saviors. Like we need to invest in ourselves. We need to to pray to ourselves and our mothers, you know what I'm saying? The wombs that we came from and uphold and and uh, do rituals and chants for ourselves and give ourselves adornment and praise. And, you know, we need to lift ourselves up, man. We some supernatural, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, uh, unthinkable, unfuckwittable beings that exist on this planet. We ain't, we ain't really recognizing who the fuck we really are, bro. It's like we've been fucked up with what we've been taught and what we yeah. believe in. And it's, you know, a lot of people going to be like, oh, that nigga talk a bullshit. It's like, I, yeah, but, but, it, but it's, <laughs> it's honest though. And, and it's funny you said that I was reading, there's this guy, his name is Emmanuel Mathis. I think is his name. I'm pretty sure he's a blue check, but regardless, um, he was one of the things that he said, like he had this list of things. He was like, sage equals not God. 
um, crystals equals not God, chakras equals not God. Like he had this whole list of spiritual things that are identified. And he said, that's not God. And he's like, you know, these are all manifestations from Satan. And, you know, it's essentially attributing it to devil worship. And I was like, whoa, that's heavy. Like, <laughs> well, you know, I ain't here to persuade nobody. Yeah. I ain't here to persuade yeah, or yeah. Get nobody to think a certain type of way. I just, I'm just responsible for myself and my right. children. And I can look at the results of the way I walk in this dimension and how it's worked for myself and my family. And that's really all I can base, you know, my words and my actions off of, I, you know, cause other things may work for other people. You know what I'm saying? But I've right. been on a true genuine quest um, for truth. And I'm just following the directions in which I've been led. Jay Sun, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back after a word from our now. I'm just playing. We don't got no sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, this is, you know, and it's it's a level of depth, you know, that you always add to the, to any conversation. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I appreciate it. And uh yeah, because we be man, he knows that he knows that he knows that. Well, I'm sure he knows, but I mean you can see in his eyes. That's my brother. I'm just I'm connected, man. And so it's like I don't really take credit uh for for me knowing anything, man. I, I'm just I'm just following direction and following instruction, you know what I'm saying? Just following signals. So it's like, you know, um uh, I don't where is your what is your guidance come from? That's a yeah, good question. Myself. You know, I, prayer. I understand that. I meditation. have a compass. I have, I have respectfully, I have a moral compass. Um, you use the word unfuckwittable. You yeah. understand that? You yeah. understand that? I picked up, I picked that. God damn it. When you take, and you take syllables and prefixes <laughs> and shit, and you combine them into some shit that actually makes sense, well, yeah. thus, they actually apply to a dictionary. So why ain't I God? Fuck you, it's unfuckwittable. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a tough concept, man, which is why no. I don't try to, like, tell people that's the way. But when mm -hmm. people ask, which is why I don't really speak much unless I'm asked things, which yeah. is one of the reasons why I left the show. Made I, it tough. I, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I As a co-host, I'd be like, Jay, you got anything? Nope. Yeah, you know what, what I'm saying? The, well, so, I'm going to ask you questions all, all night long. Bro. And I'll answer, I'll answer yeah, yeah, questions all day and all yeah. night. But just, yeah. you know, a lot of people just talk to be talking and just trying to, like, enlighten people or get people to be a certain way or do certain things like that's that's not me but if people ask me things i'm always like i don't duck no smoke at all I, any debate any conversation anything i stand on my square in any scenario when you see your guidance brother man you're picking up books yeah. You're picking up some information. What are you picking up? I mean, I mean, if somebody's watching us and listening to us and we're searching for enlightenment, once you pick up a Bible, a Quran, or, or whatever it is you pick up, you pick these things up, and if you have any, any any wherewithal, you start to realize there are beautiful stories and there are some very, very real, real truths to them, but there's obviously something deeper because man felt the need to put this on paper, and it's got to be deeper than even what we, what we see and or read. What are you reading, sir? Uh, well, first off, in regards to, to, to like the Bible, you know, which I don't believe in, which, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm
you know, I, I don't believe in Christianity in any type of way. I, you know, I'm more spiritual and, you know, just like you said, I have a moral compass of how I, I treat the world. But I will say the biggest influence in my life to this day, even with all of the shit that I just said, is uh, is Jesus. You know, whether he's real, fake, I'm just saying, so the, the, the so I only respect, I, I only, I can, I have, I could count like on my one hand of people that I really respect and right. So whether it's a character or not. So the story of Jesus, the Christ is, is, is my number one foundation of what I've molded my life around. So it started as indoctrination as when I was a child, you know, coming up in the church, like my mom was like a church, churchy church lady. So Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Sunday school, Bible study, retreats, like you um, name, like my whole, you know what I'm saying? That whole yeah, Bible, yeah. Right. Right. You know what Sunday I'm was not the only day you was at church the whole week. <laughs> right, right, so, right. So, but you know, in my 20s, you know, I, I broke away from the church. I, you know, I just thought it was quite ridiculous. It didn't have any logic to it. It didn't make any common sense. Um, I felt that it was used to, uh, you know, to hurt us into a society to manipulate us for labor and, you know, wealth and all of these things. But at the root of it, man, like whoever wrote that story, just like how Jesus was carrying shit, like when people asked him questions and he spoke and like how he handled situations, it's like that shit can't be made up. Like they, they got that from something or somebody like somebody is somebody that's, that's the most gangster nigga that yeah. ever walked the planet if he walked like that's what i'm saying even if it's a story they had to get that shit from real like the reason i i fuck with like scarface as a rapper it's like i know that nigga lived the life he talking about right, right. because mm-hmm. i had so many experiences it's like yo it ain't no fucking way this nigga can make that shit up Right, mm-hmm. right, right. But you know, it's, it's like I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Like, can nobody write Scarface lyrics for him? That's him having. So that's how I feel about like uh, the the G- Jesus the Christ. Like whoever the fuck they got that story from, and like how he specifically handled situations and carried himself and like viewed the world and like you know what I'm saying just just rep stood on this square and, and situations that was just wild like yo like that's that's the biggest influence i ever had but it's like people blur that like if it's if it's being religious it's like nah nigga i'm just read because i read the bible myself without yeah. the religious context once i got like a junior in college you say what they blur this is how they blur it the instant you started saying, I don't believe in Christianity, and it cut us off. They ain't listen to a damn thing you said thereafter. Right, yeah. But, you know, that, and that's cool, because it's like, it ain't for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, even, that, like the nigga said himself, you know what I'm saying? It's like, he, he know everybody ain't going to be down with it. He, he looking to get his core people, because that's all mm-hmm. he needed. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't trying to save everybody. And because he was going to the hoods, like this nigga was going through the most ghetto ass towns mm-hmm. <laughs> in the Middle East. You know what I'm saying? He right, wasn't right. going to like the the cathedrals and the you know what I'm saying. This nigga yeah, was in yeah. alleys on hills. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. right. The and the and the, and the, and the drug dealers and shit. You know what I'm saying? He knew what he was doing. You know what I'm saying? He was trying to fuck with them niggas that had all the money. He's like, fuck, this ain't for y'all. 
So it's like, you know, but but all that to say, man, like, yeah, I I, I don't want to be divisive because I know people are, are, are spiritually tied into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I ain't got no no knock against that. But it's just like, you know, uh, you know, uh, very similar to uh, Dr. King, like, you know, I've, I've been to the mountaintop, so I've seen I've seen the truth. And so I ain't trying to tell nobody. I ain't trying to persuade nobody. It's just like I got to walk my path. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and yeah. but, you know, luckily, I've been surrounded by other supernatural beings who have very similar visions and very similar abilities. And, you know, what I'm saying? I got like a spiritual counsel here in this dimension and we all help and guide each other. And so I've been equipped with everything I need and, you know, everybody I need around me. So it's like, I, I guess that's why it's not like a, I don't really need to talk a lot about nothing to nobody, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, so, yeah. So, but, you know so, but yeah, I wanted to touch on that a little bit because uh, that was one of the conversations that we had because uh, when you say like, you don't try to, you know, uh, like indoctrinate other people or get them to believe what you believe. That was a process. Cause it was a time yeah. when you had beliefs and you was like, man, you got it. I remember, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. So I've seen the metamorphosis mm-hmm. within you. Can you talk about like what, what prompted that, that change of consciousness to understand that it's not for everybody. And it's, you know, uh, not something that you can, you know, force people to, to, to adopt. Well, just getting older and wiser and just seeing the process, you know, because, uh, you know, there was a phase that I was real political and I was I was a lot more gung ho because I had be- I had been I had become able to articulate our oppression. It wasn't just like, mm-hmm. yo, we fucked up. Like, I, I you know, I've been through political political education, understood like politics and understood war and understood strategy and like human behavior and social engineering. And so I, it got to a point where I could actually articulate like, yo, I can tell you exactly what the fuck is wrong. Like if you listen. And so it was frustrating. Um, but then um, what was frustrating? it was frustrating that uh, people are addicted to society. Mm-hmm. You know what, what that is? Well, it wasn't deaf ears because they could hear shit. They just they hear it and then ignore it. Choose to listen. Choose to ignore it. It's it's like uh it's like in the Matrix. He was like, yeah, I know this ain't really steak, <laughs> but you know, ignorance is bliss. Like I enjoy this fake ass, you know, computerized steak. It makes me feel good. Man, and man. and and with age and understanding, I'm more empathetic and understand that. And it's like people just want to be like, yo, let me just enjoy the fake shit. Because life, this the thing until you make it. What the fuck is that? What is, well, I, I mean, I see, Mike, you, you need some growth and wisdom, nigga. So you gotta understand. Mm-hmm. You gotta understand that a lot of people aren't equipped. Um, that's why you know the Matrix is is, a, is an excellent like tool allegory to study for what's going when on. you yeah. you know because it's like that's why that's why Morpheus was like, yo, we don't break people after a certain age. That's mm. like trying to get somebody off a of heroin. Like if you take them off heroin, they could die. Right, right. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It ain't like they weak or they they don't have the will. Like they literally, if they go through withdrawals and you a heavy heroin addict, you your body can literally die. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Like not, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like sometimes you just got to send them to the uh the little methadone clinic and just keep them addicted so that they don't die you know what i'm saying so it's very similar with 
coming into an understanding of, of, of your true self and your true essence of who what we're connected to and, and the powers that we have and, and, the, and the ability to manipulate this dimension to how we see fit fit for our benefit like you know that ain't it ain't for everybody that's why they're uh, uh, elites and there are like these secret societies that have information that's why there's like eight miles of tunnels underneath of the vatican with like documents and secrets and you know there's a whole you know yeah you're right so yeah. london dc rome uh it's, it's another you know what i'm saying so it's yeah. like it, it ain't for everybody and you know that just that just comes with time and understanding the human uh, uh, psyche right. yeah. and, and you know all of these things as opposed to let's trying to get everybody free and trying to get everybody woke. You know what I'm saying? Like woke ain't for everybody. Yeah. yeah. If some motherfuckers need five more minutes, go ahead and get some. Uh -huh. Hit the snooze button. Sometimes that's best. That's best yeah. because you know to to. To maneuver in this dimension takes a level of strategy. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And it's like, man, you know, I I don't really fuck with a lot of people because too too many people. Like my man XO, we did a song together. He got a verse. He like uh, keep my circle small, like a hula hoop. Not too big, not too small. Right, yeah, you know yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was a dope ass line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> shout it out. That's the bet. So yeah, man. Before we get uh, too deep into uh, well, before we start the official interview, it's two more I things. Think we already got got. Yeah, deep. well, I mean, yeah, it's, it's deep. we had the oh, that was the Jackson fist up moment for the evening. That Thanks. was a couple I mean, of them. Yeah, 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 it was four fist up <laughs> moments because you haven't been here in a while. Um, yeah, I ain't, I, I, don't, I don't really feel like he put his fist down ever. <laughs> yeah, nah, it's been, uh, I think that day you seen him in the car, but he was like, nah, nigga, I got you. It's no, 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 no. Fuck the day I seen every time I've ever seen him, I, I, there's a level of intensity about him that's uh, intriguing. Yeah, intriguing. Yeah, so it reminds me of, uh, can I be real? Nah, nah, be okay. fake, nigga. So you ever be around a motherfucker that's like fucked up on dope? Like, 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 leaning like. Uh, but it's intense, right? And then you say something like, you know, your your, your ash with the fall from your cigarette. You be like, no, nah, <laughs> I mean, he's still here. He's still here. He might not be here with you right now, but he here. You did. Yeah, yeah. So you saying Jay is like a dope fiend? I don't get no. I know. I know. I know. I just feel like uh, there's a level of intensity. Aisha, can you relate? You understand what I'm talking about? You know what I mean? I do, yeah. Like Jay's spitting some real talk, and I concur. Like, yeah, there's a lot of things that, when it comes to, especially us, you know what I mean. Like for Black people specifically, I know that there are things that are said and designed to keep us oppressed across the globe, like from continent to continent. But there's that. So, yeah. being the you know ebony people, it, we be catching hell. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that um that that uh jumper that uh Andre 3000 had on on this toy and written across the front was um uh what do you say throughout history darker civilizations suffer more why mm -hmm. you know yeah so he always catch the you know so you know, so Mike, you be kind of high because you're a little lighter. Than, no, I'm no, no, no. Hold on, Mike. Hold on. Hold on, Mike. Before you go down the rabbit hole, real quick, this is what I wanted to, before we get into the interview and to the to the to the uh the meat and potatoes 
of what we're talking about tonight, which is all the stuff that Jason got going on. Before we get into that, I need to talk to you, Mike, about something that took place this weekend. Uh, you you moved the camera yeah, away from I, you and your uh, you and your beautiful wife. Y'all had your well, one yeah. year anniversary. And uh, yes. shout out to that, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Black love is beautiful. Congratulations. You know what I'm saying? So, well, yeah, yeah. we had a good time. Uh, a year, man. So, hold on. So, real quick, a year into this to this married life, like, this is Mike. I know Mike. Of how many years we known each other, Mike? Probably about 27, 26. Probably. It's, it's, it's been a while. And I've, I honestly, I ain't never think Mike was ever going to find a woman that would... uh. Uh, you know, uh, well, anyway, I didn't think Mike was going to get married, is what I'm going to say. <laughs> well, I mean, you just ain't seem like the marrying type. You're an abrasive dude. Um, you always been real genuine, but I don't know. I'm, abra- I'm abrasive? Yes, yes. You're very, yeah, you're abrasive. But you know what? And I thought about this last week when we had Toy on there and how y'all connected and how I've been in situations with you. And it's so, you know, um, uh, that Jay got the line real recognized real it's a common thread through real niggas right and so I see like and, and you I've seen it in Jay I've seen it and it's only a couple of people Marvin was one of those dudes my cousin like you can talk to anybody and they come away feeling feeling connected to you you know what I'm saying? Like, and I've or seen not. it with both or of y'all. Not. Or not. Yeah, I mean, but, it's, but those people like... One way or the other. But those are the Fuck same people. Like you, like you mentioned uh, when you said, when when, when Jay said, um, you know, um, he wasn't with Christianity and they cut it off. And those are the people who don't let their own, you know what I'm saying, ignorance or their own um, lack of understanding go beyond what they feel is right. You know what I'm saying? And I've strived all my life to not be that person. That's why I would get like a lot of... Flat. Remember when we were doing um getting over the hump? Y'all, you always on the fence. So you said, "Nah, I just listen to people, and I want you to change my mind." You know what I'm saying? I want to understand why you feel a different way than me. And if you if it's something that makes sense, I might you know, for millions of years we thought the Earth was people thought the Earth was flat. You know what I'm saying? Until they found out some new information that made them look at it a different way. And so that's what I strive to do. Like I'm always learning. So I just say that to say I see that common thread running through all of y'all. But back to uh, originally, the, the marriage, the, the year in, like, what's, what's your um, synopsis? If you had to sum up marriage after after this year, like, what's your, uh, like, how do you feel about marriage as, as an it, it probably ties into you saying you never thought I'd be married. I, she deserves better. I got to be better, a better man all the way through and through. I got I, I to get healthy, you know what I'm saying? She deserves, you know, my full on push to, uh, foreverness, whatever that's gonna be. And I mean I'm grateful because she uh she brings to me like you know when they say you know somebody light the corners of your heart and your spirit when when they real dark and she can cast a little light down there and you know give you some will to keep on like I don't know what COVID is like. You know what I'm saying? Like COVID you serious? Uh, did you have somebody close to you uh uh taking care of you when you uh was uh dealing with COVID Jay? My mom and, and 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 that that for that individual to contract it, that, you know what I mean? That's yeah, that shit that shit hurt me. Yeah, yeah. I told her I was you like, know? nah, I don't come. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, man. I, but your wife is a a different scenario, man. That's a different type of love, man. Yes. So I salute you on, on uh making that step. Uh, it's honorable. 
for a, a man like with your conviction convictions and the way that you are and the way that you live your life to kind of like uh open yourself up to everything that marriage is which is a lot of compromise a lot of uh self-reflection on on how you got to be better it take a real nigga to like be married for real because i know a lot of niggas that's married but they ain't, they ain't married married yeah they ain't really <laughs> you understand why you been you know why you drop a knee to the woman and give her a ring does anybody know why I know, you you do. I know each Castrate yourself. Oh my God. <laughs> Damn man. Damn man. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's so, 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 back, so back when, you know. Jay yeah. Sun, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Not colonial, but, you know, the. the, the, the uh, Medieval times. Nice, yeah. nice and shiny armor. They surrender yeah. to the woman. And they've been uh -huh. they need. It, it is a matter of surrender because it's like when you've been, when you surrender to the woman. You find out whether or not you're a worthy leader, and she'll tell you that. And that life mate thing so is for some of us. For me, it most certainly is because the person that's in my life, she makes it worthwhile. And we had we, we was going to Puerto Rico, and mm -hmm. hurricanes and shit go to. We're not going to Puerto Rico. We're going to DC. DC, we have actually we have National Harbor, Georgetown, eating well, you know, make steaks, have a good time. Um, look at the horizon and the sunrise. And have a good time and enjoy life together. Just talking, loving. So back home now. Off tomorrow. Do it again. So okay, you're gonna to get into something else tomorrow. Crabs and, and maybe go fishing. She like to go fishing. It's crazy. You know oh, something. Cool. When you come from the city, it's like we don't go fishing now. If I'm here now, I'm like man. I got a hook. I got a reel. I can throw this shit in the water and catch a fish. Yeah, I might eat this damn thing. Not, it's, fun catching it. it's fun catching it because my kids enjoy it. So, you know, I'm grateful for life. And I'm here. So you said you, you didn't see me being married. Like, yeah, I mean, well, it's just so. So and, and that's that's more about my personal perception than about you as a person because I the said more, you. That's why I said you. So that's yeah, all you. Right, nigga. no clarification needed. I hate when you do Hold that but listen, let me let me finish. So the more I got to know you, that's when I saw that, like I said, that common thread and it, how um how attractive that is to people. It's not too many places, and it's another thing that's common between you, between Jay, and you know all the people that I know that's real people. It's not too many places I could go in this city, and probably on the East Coast, maybe in the world, where somebody's not gonna be like, hey. What's, what's up with your boy? What's up with Mike? You know what I'm saying? Or what's, hey, man, don't you know Jay? What's up with Jay? You know, it's people just, they feel connected, you know what I'm saying, to to the energy that you guys exude, man. And it's um, it's, it's appreciated. I don't know if you guys even know you have it because it's so effortless, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't even know how it happens, but people wind up connecting. Like anybody I talk to about any of the podcasts I do, they always say, what's up with, what's up with Mike? What's up with Mike? You know, like I always get that all the time. And and so sure. that that um side of your personality was something I had to come to know and come to understand as a genuine dude who, you know what I'm saying? Like, because uh, I ain't know that about you. So, yeah, but so I ain't mean no kind of disrespect, but yeah, I ain't that. Oh, you're you fine. You ain't had to marry me. I appreciate that, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. So, so yeah, but y'all had a, a, a good anniversary and continuing to have a good, uh, you know, anniversary celebration. Hey, so look, it's my birthday. I'm, I'm 41. Guess what I'm doing? What? You mean I'm doing this shit right here? I'm doing this shit right here with you. I mean, that's what we're doing. I'm enjoying this. You know what I mean? It's life. Today is, today is your birthday. 
But listen, this is the thing. Hold on, wait a minute. I play chess. I play chess. So her birthday is the day after Valentine's Day. And so because we celebrate these things for her and us and our family, she gets a double whammy. I made sure that my birthday was the day after our fucking anniversary. Nigga, wait a minute. Why you ain't tell me today was your... Wait a minute, man. All this time I know you... What's today? October the 27th? I'm terrible with birthdays, what? too. You may have no, no, I mean, September. September. See, see, that's how bad with dates I am. So my birthday is the my same birthday. day as uh, Avril Lavigne, Lil Wayne, and Shakespeare. Fuck, I don't what anyway, but yeah, no, I think September 27th. Nigga, I just didn't know we would have had a party on this. Journey. Everybody would have had a had party some. after the show. I'm watching Monday Night Football. I'm watching Dollar. They shit split over. Fuck Dollar. Okay, okay. there you go. But yeah, oh, man, so back up, back up, back up. Speaking of which, my man is. I, I ain't some of the fan of hat. Why we, how you a Steelers fan? Man, they are champions. I love the toughness. And I do love, I do love the Steelers respectfully. But you from here? Are we that sorry? Are we well, that sorry? Um, I'm Native American. <laughs> you offended? Yes. Yeah, you know, my family went to the uh, to the Supreme Court case in 2009 with Dan Snyder when we were, uh, you know, uh, representing ourselves and he John Kerry shit. And so, uh, yeah, I can't stand by that man uh, you know uh in that history of that name and to be honest like if it wasn't him like we 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 know what the name mean and where it came from in the history of it but it, you know to for, sub, sub, you know um subjectively personally with me it's just him you know what i'm saying so i can't rock with nothing he got his hand on at all you know i definitely was born and raised a fan of the home team uh, but like my great aunt, uh, who actually is from, you know, uh, that Pittsburgh area, like my family's from up there. Uh, uh, and they, they, she's the one that told me about our Native American ancestry and, and told, you know, uh, had pictures and deeds and all types of uh, evidence. And she used to tell me when I was young, but you know, that, it ain't, that shit ain't mean nothing to me when I was young. I ain't, I ain't want to hear none of that shit. I mean, what you talking about? Uh, but uh, as I got older and I was really searching for, for my history, I really wanted to know what I was connected to. You know, she would sit me down and have these conversations and I, I'd be listening to a different. Uh, she'd, be telling, she'd be telling me, uh, it's one of my, and so my grandmother passed when I was two, so just my grandmother's sister. And I remember when I was like five, I was like, yo, cause you know, all my cousins, we would go up to Pennsylvania about Pittsburgh in the summer and they all had grandmothers. And so I used to mm. stay with my great aunt, which is my grandmother's sister. And I was like, yo, I was like, can you be my grandmother? Because <laughs> everybody else, you know, had a grandmother who house they were staying. At. I was like, yo, can you be my grandmother? She was like, yeah. But she was the one who used to tell me uh, about our Native American ancestry and, and uh, what we was tied to. So all that to say, uh, one, I was up in that area. You know what I'm saying? And um, matter of fact, my uncle, who was a... Uh, who was the my great aunt's nephew played for the Washington team. I actually got his, that's the only jersey. Well, I got a Sean Taylor jersey too, but it's a Pro Bowl jersey. But I got my uncle jersey, and it's a skin exactly. jersey. It's pro Bowl. But that's because he hit the shot that motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. I got that joint, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man. So that's so briefly, that's why I, but I was born and raised a skins fan, you know what I'm saying? But then 
once my aunt finally got through my thick skull about our ancestry and our history and the uh, and the meaning of that name and how it how it's connected to my people and what it means i had to make a, a moral decision uh another hard decision based on my morals my values and my principles as a man standing on my square to be like i can't represent that even though that's been my team for life but luckily that the still is also has been my team for life too because that's you know i got tribal family in that area too the appalachian mountains mountains area you know all you know really all all over but yeah so that's i'm tied i'm tied to the Steelers in that way too which is also a racist organization because they 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 had steel mills and you know what i'm saying so I mean, none it's, of it's, them is good it's, it's, and the thing is so so like you said it's like you have to make it we had to make a decision if you're a Redskins fan or a washington football team fan or a team that plays football in the washington dc uh area you had to make a hard decision because you realize it ain't, it ain't hard it ain't hard for oh, nobody you said no 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 no, when I say hard, first of all, when 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 Jack King Cook passed on and he gave it to drink his his sons, or he didn't really give it to him. When Daniel Slater came along, they thought they were, they were just gonna bring him along for the portfolio. They realized he was trying to buy, buy the whole thing. He was mm -hmm. a pompous little ass and jerk like you like you like he said he was, and which is he, he which is really is what he is. He's also a Redskins fan, so it's like, damn. He, that's why he put so much money into it and, and shit. But ultimately, if his goals and thing and his issue is fucked up, it's tough because when you align yourself with something, you won't be right. You won't be right. Yeah, yeah. it ain't that big of a deal right. to me though. And I think for me, for me, for me, better for me, anyway. It's more fucked Dallas <laughs> than anything. Else. We, we, <laughs> hey, they yeah. they all the same to me, man. You know. We, Dallas. <laughs> This dude, I was with my mother, you know, she is still his fan. We was in the grocery store earlier and I had my hat on, my Washington hat, and she had a mask on and had the Steelers on and this white dude, just, you know how they are. He just walked up to us, wait a minute. <laughs> you're a Steelers fan and you're a Washington yeah, fan? Sure. Sure <laughs> He's like, well, both of you lost. <laughs> like, yeah, we lost. Yeah. But, but you know what, Mike, but, but to, to also, I'm also a football player, right? And so I just feel like the Steelers franchise is run and organized better. So win or lose, I, I align with how they approach the game of football. I like the, how they coach. I like how we recruit. I like how we strategically approach the game. So even if we lose, I'm prideful that that because I'm a coach too. So even with coaching, I'm not really concerned about wins and losses per se. I'm much more concerned as a coach as to how we approach the game. Are we mentally prepared? Are we right. following cues? And if another team is better than us and we're doing everything that we practice during the week and we're executing on the field, because in high school it's Friday nights, it's like I'll accept a loss and still congratulate my team for executing the way that we went over it. Definitely. Now, with the Washington team, I can't stand on the way I can't stand on the way that they approach the game. Like I can stand, like I can take a Steelers loss and still feel honorable. It's like, all right, this team executed better than us. But were you we need to look at a football life, James Harrison? Oh, that's my man. Obviously, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you need to look at look at that shit. 
that's so, so that it's, it's dual fold with, with that yeah, wire. Yeah. You, you, because, because everything you speak of is, is what you want Yeah, as, as, as a football player and as a coach. And when you when you look at J, the James Harrison joint, yeah, he's the blessing I, is, he's somebody the blessing I can ride with. I can ride with blessing, him. Yeah, but the blessing is, is that he's really, really misunderstood. Washington joint. It's called a football life. Uh, it just came okay. out last. Washington joint. Washington yeah. cut four times, three times from the Steelers, once from the Ravens. Finally get on. He's the only person to ever be defensive player of the year undrafted. Mm-hmm. And, and and let's fast forward to he's 37, 38, 39, killing shit. Right. They want him to sit on the bench for J, for T.J. Watt. He's like, man, cut me. No hard feelings. His business cut me. Mm-hmm. And they just unceremoniously let this man go. And that's what I don't like about football. And that's why I want my, my our, I want our kids to know, you know, you please put something else of it in the, inside you other than football because yeah. they don't care about you, man. Not at all. They don't it's, care it's, about it's, you. They don't care about throw the the cutthroat the business side of it. So you know, uh, that's with everything they took something that at its core was a game. It was fun and made it this business thing that's dirty and nasty and grimy and doesn't care and. Football in America is 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 washed. I think I, I could be I forgot which I think it's Ike. I think it's Eisenhower. But, you know, it was wartime in America. And so a lot of the Americans were soft. And so they wanted to, to implement a war simulation in the culture and the thread of America. So that's why football. Soldier field. You know, it, it was. I, I think it was Eisenhower. It was a time where they were trying to, you know, yeah, right. promote like right. warrior mentality into uh-huh. the general population. And right. so, you know, right, right. so like even in PE classes, PE classes used to be like tough. They used to be like military training in like the 30s and the 40s and 50s. Like you, you have to like kids ready to go military to drills, and because you know they was trying to toughen up uh, the society. To, to, to be warriors and, you know, to, to not be so complacent and get fat and, you know, thinking like, oh, America's just free just because like, nah, America is quote unquote free because they go murder people. And, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Like, we need, resources we need all over you to come murder people with us. <laughs> yeah, so get yeah, strong, so like, y'all gotta be in shape because niggas might come for us, bro. Right, right. Eventually <laughs> they is gonna come home. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, man. So with, with all that being said, man, I do want to get into uh, talking to you, Jay, specifically. You said if we ask questions, you'll answer it. So I got a whole bunch of questions. And the first one is awesome. this, man. The hell is wrong with you? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> so I don't even have uh, an answer. That's the one one answer that I don't have, Dave. <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, that's just a joke. I, I already know what's wrong with you. I'll tell yeah, you about know, it later. But um, no, just, <laughs> but um, so you touched on a little bit, um, because uh, you know, people have asked me questions about you know uh uh where's jay what happened to jay he's not on the show no more and you know um and why you stepped away and we've had conversations um you know a lot about it you know I, we talked about it i don't well not maybe not a lot but we have had a conversation about it and you know um i appreciate what you brought and and the fact like i said that uh, even if nobody else was there, we went through a couple of female hosts, a couple of different situations. You was right there the whole time, and uh, like I said, that's just that means more to me than anything. But um, uh, the reason, and like you said a lot about you know what we talked about and stuff, but uh, a little bit more about like the the goals and the things behind the reason why you stepped away. Um, uh, I just you know I I don't like talking about shit. 
and that's the wrong mentality to have to host a, a weekly show talking about shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't really have much to say about current events and, uh, you know, anything that's in the media or anything that isn't like uh, prevalent or relevant to, yeah, to, to you know, to the, to the liberation of, of our people or to us organizing or mobilizing. So, you know, like during that time, you know, I'm, I'm co-founder of a nonprofit and, you know, I'm, I'm doing, trying to use the arts to kind of like uh um enlighten and you know it, it's just you know I, I i don't really like talking uh, uh about stuff unless i'm asked and you know with there's so many podcasts there's so many talk shows there's so many reality shows there's so many people trying to be seen and trying to be heard and i'm just i'm like on the opposite end of that spectrum and i i would be doing myself a disservice to to uh to to be on somebody's screen every week just talking about random shit like if it was specific that'd be a different thing but just to be talking about topics you know my my spirit just it's just ain't with that shit you know it ain't real deep it's just it's just that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so i just want to yeah the, the clarification in your own words yeah you know what i'm saying and i know you also um had some things to do, like you said. You uh, well, you started the nonprofit uh, while yeah. you were while you were here, but that became something that was that you know took some of your time. And then also, um, uh, and you are a, a really good guest, uh, surprisingly, because you you touched on it. You kind of opened up, you know, all the stuff that I wanted to ask you about about you know uh, your efforts due to arts to uh, to you know answer these questions and 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 fill these voids. So with that being said. You got a movie that you yeah. made that yeah. you uh, that you wrote and produced, self-produced, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah self-produced, but it, yeah. I got I got money to do it, so I got an executive producer. But okay, yeah, yeah. the production is concerned, like yeah, 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 yeah. handled yeah. all that shit. Got funding. Yeah, you know, got you know. the big bill. So, um, the movie's called Life on the Rocks. Mm-hmm. Where'd the name come from? Uh, well, you know, when I was in college at UDC. I, uh, I also worked as a vendor on MLK at the top of MLK, right across from St. E's, where uh, what used to be Andre's Car Wash and the Safeway. You remember the Safeway was at the top of the hill? Yeah, I think yeah. it's like Tech Prep Academy now. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I was a vendor and uh, my homeboy that I was a uh, vendor with gave me my, you know, I was working as I was going to college. And, you know, and I wrote this script back in college. And I was just telling him about the script and what was going on. He's like, yeah, man. He's like, he's like, I think he's talking about like one of the characters, man. He's like, man, hey, life on the rocks. You know, talking about like the ups and downs, like when shit's rocky. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, man, I use that for the title. And uh, <laughs> that was in 99. And I, I called him early. Yeah, nigga, you week. old. No, I'm just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> man. It's a blessing, man. It's yeah, a blessing, yeah, yeah. man. I want to stop right now and give thanks, praise, and appreciation just for being live today. Hey, um, <laughs> to, to be called to be called old. I I, I give thanks <laughs> and, hey. and I'm humble and appreciative. But yeah, yeah. man, and uh, yeah, that's that's where the title came from. My man Carter, who who gave me a job and and, and taught me entrepreneurship, like because you know every day when I got out of class go to basketball you know the days before I, I wasn't in the season I would work as a vendor 
And so I became like a hustler, entrepreneur without having to sell drugs. I earned my own money. I sold like go-go tapes and, and you know, incense and oils and shit. And he sold like shirts. And uh, we had had a partnership. That's when DDTP was popping. And mm. uh, yeah, man. So that's, that's where the name came from. My man, I was telling, telling my man at the stand about the script. And he, he, he just threw that out there and it stuck. And I just kept it. Yeah, yeah. So, so. Uh, so you were telling them about it. What, what's the movie about? Like, what's, what's the uh, the plot? Well, I mean, so even back then, man, because so, so big thing, even back then, like uh, 20 something years ago was like them, you know, them being the, the government knocking down Berry Farms. And, you know, so, so that's been a conversation that is, that, you know, since I was little. And right. so now it's finally happening 20, 30 years later. That, that, that shit was, happened. That shit is done. It's, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is like how long it took like, cause this, I wrote this script in 99 and that was kind of like the, the underlying topic of it. Like, uh, you Do know, you delve into the history. You say what? Do you delve into the history of it? The oh, absolutely. History? Oh yeah, oh, wow. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not in the film, but personally, because oh. the film isn't really about Barry Fun. The film is more set in Anacostia, but, uh, that so the, to answer Dave's question, like what's it about? It's it's really about the, the changing of the culture with gentrification. So now that there's a new demographic in this community, it's like how the community is being affected. And so it kind of follows the story of one family, but there are others around, like all of the characters are tied in together. So there's a character that just came home from prison from doing 14 years. So he's coming back to like a whole different city, like, yo, what the fuck is this? And then, you know, there's a family, there's a father who was a writer for the Post. And then uh, that father uh, has an addiction problem, um, but his addiction was caused by him being incarcerated. And, and being, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And so he has a son that's a, a police captain. Then he has another son that's a business owner in Anacostia. And so, you know, and so it just, it just follows the lives of different people in different circumstances and how the changing um, uh, uh, of the culture is affecting them, mm-hmm. you know, you know, especially from the from the eyes of the police officer, from the eyes of the, the business business owner in this community, from the eyes of the guy that just got home and is trying to find his place back in this society uh, to, from the eyes of the father who has two sons that are, you know, witnessing this change. And so, you know, it, in a nutshell, like the three through lines is like the effects of gentrification on the Anacostia community, uh, po- police corruption, and, and how, you know, I guess, uh, you know, gentrification hasn't completely happened in Southeast. Like it's still shootings and it's a progress it's a it's a it's moving though it's it's moving it's moving but when you i see the the road fucked up i see construction and i see shit still fucked yeah that's what i'm up. saying so all you it's know like, so it's like the, it's the it's the it's that walking not around. Like, like is that. it is it different? Is it the same? Like, is it you know what I'm saying? So then you got the oh, eyes it's, of- it's almost like districting. Remember, remember in, the, in the weird movies where they take these drug things and put them in this night movies, the wire. Mm-hmm. They actually put shit for you to see. You know what? This is the strip. Y'all keep it down there. Right. Really alone. And that's what is going on. It's really 
the fuck? I mean, it, yeah, so it's, so it's a lot of yeah. interaction between like 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 white people and black people, and uh, you know, like Dave, you know, we ain't never had no white neighbors ever. Yeah, and <laughs> we got now we running around. around. They're like, hey, how yeah, you, you know, what I'm so it's like, like it's, the stiff so, is it's, right. I'm like, so it's, it really deals with like the 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 true inner thoughts of the true indigenous residents of this community. So it's not watered down. It's not Hollywood. I didn't have like a, a white producer telling me like, oh, I think this might be uncomfortable. It's like, nah, bro, this is like really our voice, you know, our story of what's happening in our community uh, in a real way, unfiltered. And I did it. So, you know, I ain't really, you know, I ain't really uh, cutting no cards at all about like, how we really feel about the environment and our surroundings changing right in front of our eyes, but it's through these different characters and their scenarios and the situations that they're going through. So that's what it kind of is in a nutshell without giving you the specific plot and the specific story. Right, right, right. Yeah, like through these the different movie. characters, you see internally, emotionally, what they're going through, what they're seeing, like how things are happening, how the community feels, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's kind of yeah. like life on the rocks and, and so, the gist of it. So yeah, I want to uh, delve a little bit into your um your mindset and writing. You first of all, um the timing of it right now, just because it's it's so interesting how cyclical how life runs in cycles, and, and some things ain't even a cycle; it's just a constant through mm -hmm. life. And so um, the way you were feeling in the time you wrote it. Uh, and and how it was 20 years ago, and now 20 years later is the time. It's, it's, it feels like a really perfect time to to put yeah. it out because things are still moving. I think people are a little bit, you feel like um, it, it's more um, awareness about it now. I know, you know, there have been movements, there have been things that people have popularized, the Dome UDC, the, you know, uh, just different things to shine an eye on the gentrification and how, has been changing the landscape of DC. Do you think it's this is like that's made this the perfect time to put it out? Is that why you decided to do it now? Well, no. I mean, I decided to do it now because I got money. Um, <laughs> I've, been, I've been trying to put it out since I wrote it, bro. It's just like, you know, to, to, you know, it takes uh, money. It takes money. It takes a budget. Yeah, right? and so I, luckily I got a funder. I got I'm a I'm an artist in residence at On Floor Gallery on um, Good Hope Road. And yeah. part of my residency was to, you know, to create my film uh, about this community. And um, so, I, I, again, I give thanks and, and praise, uh, and, you know, for for the for the opportunity to be an artist in residence, to to be able to uh, to share uh, our story, and to be given funding to complete the film. Because you know, like, I've been trying to put it out since I wrote it. Dave is just yeah, like yeah. I believe in divine time, and I think now it's supposed to come out. You know, yeah, I don't really yeah. question things too much. Like as long as I, as long as I do what I'm supposed to do as a man, and and, and um, you know, just just stay righteous, stay humble, stay focused, stay driven. Like I think things will happen when they're supposed to happen. Um, you know, so yeah, I, I think now is the time it's supposed to come out. And um, okay. when and how can we view the view the, view the movie? Well, so um, the the DC screening is scheduled for October seventh, but my editor recently uh, and his family contracted COVID, and so that has delayed my editing process because you know uh, they they were down. COVID affected uh, him and his family 
uh, in a bad way. And I think they just kind of getting back today. Matter of fact, I just got a call from him today after about two weeks of trying to get in contact with him, trying to figure it out. So hopefully uh, we can keep that uh, October 7th date um, to be screened at the Art Theater, 1901 Mississippi Avenue um, in Southeast. Because uh, I was supposed to do an LA screening this past Friday, uh, which I wasn't able to do because like I said, I wasn't able to get in contact with my editor. And I thought I would potentially have to uh, postpone the DC screening. But to answer your question, Mike, it's not going to be available for, for streaming. And we, we probably going to put it on Netflix, but it won't be until like mid to late next year because I'm doing a film festival run um, for the first six to eight months of next year. So I'm going to do a couple of screenings uh, here in D.C., Atlanta, New York and L.A. where people could come like view it, check it out, you know, get invite a couple of like uh, media people, press people to do some write-ups on it, then I'm, then it's going to be uh, submitted in a couple of film festivals, you know, for, for like the first six to eight months of next year before it's it's up online for, uh, you know, uh, major distribution and, and visibility. Yeah, Aisha, Aisha brought up a good point. I have no idea why she didn't just ask the question, but she sent <laughs> me a message and said, um, have you, have you um, reached out or are you connected with uh, ABFF, the American Black Film Festival? Um, yeah, well, I, I got like a person, I got a person that's, that's submitting it to, I think we got like 30 film festivals and I think that one's on the list. So oh, that's sorry. definitely a part of the, even your uh, question earlier about the IMB. IMDB. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. So we'll be putting, putting it on it. So, but yeah. it's like, you know, I, I can't, I, I wear so many hats already, man. So luckily yeah, yeah. I've been connected with people who can handle a lot of these things. Yeah, I think Aisha, you plugged in with IBFF, ABFF. ABFF. Um, yeah. What I say? <laughs> you combined IMDb. I think. Oh, my bad. <laughs> you, I just, hey, look, but anyway, you connected with the people with all the letters in their name. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. No, I'll reach out to Jay. Yeah, because Veronica, she does a lot of stuff with them, and I know Chad. Um, he's been in their festivals and stuff too. So I'll slide in Jay's DM. Yeah, I mean, but that, I definitely uh, have a, a, a whole uh, promotional and marketing strategy of getting the oh, film cool. seen and, and also uh, distributed. Uh, so that, that's been a blessing too, man. So to not just to be doing this joint in vain, but actually this for this joint to have legs. Because uh, right now I'm still in post-production, man. So it's like, it's so many phases after that. And I also just got verbal confirmation that my next film is about to be funded. So, uh, and that, thank you. And that's like with a Heard it here budget, first, ladies and gentlemen, his next you know film. Yeah, and that joint's ready to go. So it's like, after, as soon as I do this film festival run, I, I'm, I'm right back to uh, production mode again, man. And, uh, yeah, to continue telling our stories, man, and uh, creating art that makes sense to us that puts us in a place where, you know, uh, we can represent ourselves, you know, unfiltered, you know, from a genuine voice, especially, you know, basically all of my stories are coming from the perspective of Southeast DC. Uh, Cause it's like, I know all about LA through movies. I know all about New York through movies and music. I know all about Chicago. I know all about Atlanta. I, I know about St. Louis. I know about, you know, all these other towns through their art. 
you know, through their MCs, through their filmmakers, through their, you know, the theatrical productions. But I, I, we don't really have a voice or a story. And we wanted the most, we probably are the most powerful city in the world. And there's no true voice in any platform. You know, I've never seen a film or artists from DC that kind of represented the essence of who we truly are and what we really represent and what we really, you know what I'm saying, uh, experience. And so, and you know, you know, what's funny about that is even the, <laughs> I was, cause when you said that I was about to make a joke and be like, you ain't never seen DC cab back in the eighties. <laughs> people won't even remember what that was, but, but, <laughs> but so, and you've seen it. And from like, um, from stuff that I've seen and stuff that I've been a part of, I know for a fact that even the stuff that's supposed to, to a certain extent, display or represent DC, it's typically not DC. It's filmed in Baltimore. Uh, DC Cab was filmed in California. I was like, it was supposed to be DC. It was palm trees. What's wrong right. with that? But, uh, right. but yeah, so not that, they, you know, I mean, it was the 80s. But uh, I say all that to say, even today, like when I uh, did um, the background work on uh, House of Cards, and they're like, yeah, it's supposed to be a DC office building. We did, so meet us in Baltimore for the shoot. And I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> this is not authentic or like when I yeah, I mean, there's, my there's, not, there's nothing, there's yeah, nothing not so in no definitely. art that represents us. Maybe some and, documentaries. And, and even if right. it is, it's nothing that represents the the our side of DC. Everything people know right. about DC is the White House, is the Capitol, yeah, exactly. is the monuments. Yep. Right, some some FBI, some some community. Right, 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 right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's like they yeah. know they know they know right, right for Emmons. You know, they know that. They, that's all they, they know that. The but fight. how? It's through some FBI or police. It's not from him. It's not from his people. It's from May third productions. That wasn't him. I, I, I don't know. Oh, his I, movie. I mean, yeah. His that movie. Dream, that dream, I think that was him. <laughs> he, he it may be. I, you know, I, I don't Ooh. know. I'm just saying yeah. uh, um, from a You're right, though. It's not, it's not a I've never seen any major film, like anything like that's on Netflix or on a major streaming service or in the movie theaters that come from a Hollywood studio, anything that has anything close to a representation of Washington, D.C., and the indigenous voice and the indigenous people it's from time our full. perspective. It's time so, so, so when you say it's another one coming, so I guess the second one is of D.C. as well? Eh, all my shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, you know, I, I don't care because we so underrepresented. Like, I got 13 scripts on deck, and I can say at least Seven of them are based in DC because I got like a sci-fi joint. But even back up, back up, back up, back up, back up, back up. You must understand when you speak of script. Dave says this this word to me, script, which means we must write something. And he speaks to me because he's like Mike. You know, I wrote the script and I, I'm doing this. I'm doing. So when you say you don't want to talk about nothing, we talking about something. Somebody need to hear what you're talking about because mm-hmm. when you say script. You didn't say script. You said thirteen of the motherfuckers. You did yeah. so. <laughs> so so. What's going on really... inside of you? What's going on? No, what's going on inside of you? And then that's that'll be that's to be to be seen. Now what? How 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 do we go into uh? And the weed just hit him. No, I'm just playing. So, so, Speaking so, of dopamine. You said, you said 13. You said 13. You had seven. Yeah. Well, based, we, based are, are in we in line, we're in line for one more. What you mean? What the fuck are you talking about, Mike? 
<laughs> I can tell he started. He had the long pause. It's the weed, y'all. Don't but look, second. So, give me a second. Yeah, take I'm your time. I'm gonna jump in there while you uh, while you uh, uh, coming down a little bit off of your off of your. <laughs> but, but yeah, man. So um, one of the things that I uh, like a, a theory that I have about creative people is that they're typically not creative um, in 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 just one area and just one genre. And, and that speaks to almost every true creative that I know, including yourself. You also have uh, a collection of music mm-hmm. um, that's broken down into parts. It's a series that you you put out different parts of. Yeah. Uh, and the, the entire piece, correct me if I'm wrong, is entitled Jason for President. Well, it's, it's the presidential mixtape. The presidential mixtape. Okay, see, that's Vol- what Volume one is Jason for President. Okay, and then the second one was El Presidente, right? Correct. See, I know something now, nah, but and then so, so you have another one that's coinciding with the movie, right? No, well, so there, there's a there's a third installment of the presidential mixtape series, uh, but it's not part of the movie. So okay. that's going to drop. Uh, well, you know, like I said, I'm just getting this these dates back because of my editor, and right, so right. so if indeed uh, my editor. Is you know we get we get back on track and I do the screening as as scheduled on October seventh. Um, the third installment of the presidential mixtape series is due to drop uh, October 29th. Okay, and that's called Lost Election, um, the concession speech. So uh, sure. so that'll complete the the three part series of the presidential mixtape series. But that's just a mixtape. So there's a separate um, Life on the Rock soundtrack. Mm. you know what I'm saying so there's a soundtrack to the film but that's not going to be released until Life on the Rocks premieres on Netflix okay. so when it prefer- when, the, when the film premieres on Netflix that'll be the day that the album the soundtrack to the movie drops so in the meantime in between time during you know throughout the the, the, uh, the screenings and the film festival run I'll be pushing that that third installment of the mixtape to kind of give people, you know, something to rock to yeah, yeah. till the soundtrack yeah. drops. The third mixtape is done. Yeah, well, it just got to be mixed, but it's done. Everything's recorded. Yeah, nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's dope. So, so I really like it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. You you've been in the you've been in the um creative space lately. Like the last two, you you kind of had those those positive. Not that you don't always, you know, make sure your stuff is of a certain quality, but I've noticed your uh, your mood about them has been real. Yeah, this is some, this is yeah, some, yeah. I mean, I feel like something about it. Well, I mean, and, and tying it all into like me, uh, like stepping away from the show. Like, I just I feel it's not just in a, it's relevant. It's relevant art. Like, it's not uh, like hey, listen to me, I'm hot. I got bars. Like, I really think it, it's helpful to the culture. I really feel it's a. Uh, a, a, a valuable contribution to the artscape of our city and, and to our culture and like what a black man is saying in these particular times in, in the world. And so I just, I, I feel like they just culturally relevant. So it's not to be like, yo, I'm hot or I got bars. It's like, but it's like, nah, I'm releasing this art that I feel is relevant and helpful, like for my children to grow and develop and, you know, to, to, uh, to instill uh, some, some some pride and some some wisdom into our communities that because you know uh, working with DCPS for over twenty years, man, the most powerful teacher in that school is them earbuds in their ear, man. 
They listen to that shit more than they listen to anybody, their parents, their teachers, their coaches. So whatever's in their ear, like that's that's the teacher of today's youth. And so I'm trying to contribute to that and try, I'm trying to be in their ear telling them some shit so that they can survive, not only survive, but they could thrive and um, manifest, you know, the genius and, and the God within themselves because what they listening to is horrible, which is why there's so many shootings and why there's so much misunderstanding, which is why so much disrespect for, for women and themselves because like that's what's being pushed and like those earphones and earbuds are the biggest teacher in our society right now. So I'm just trying to be in that lane where though the people surrounding me, you know, have some balance uh, for, for that shit. So uh, with that being said, so um, I want to get your opinion on something, something that I realized. So I had a period, um, I think like, like you said, and like most people where I was really uh, into church, where, you know, that was the place to be. I was, you know, feeling it. And I remember, um, uh, reaching a certain age, I had stepped away for a while, and they 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 used to my my church used to do lock ins, right? You know, they the people go in and stay overnight. They bring the young people, mm-hmm. to, you know, uh, they have little games and stuff for them. And um, they had one, and my mom's like, you should come and talk to the people. This is right after I did like the the, the pizza commercial and all that, so everybody was all you know, day day. So um, I'm in there and um, I'm looking at the kids and uh, thinking about how I felt when I went to those. And how nothing that was being said, I cared. I I could not care less of what was. I was in there to hang with my friends, to joke around. So, and I'm looking at the kids, and they're the same way. And um, the value of what was trying to be taught to them, like I was at an age where I understood how passionate these these older people, these deacons, these uh, these men and women of the church, and all this, how much they believed what they were saying, and how important in their opinion, it was for the kids to understand it. But I also understood the disconnect and that no matter how much they felt or how passionate they felt about what they were saying, there was a wall there that I had, at that point, I had no idea how to circumvent. And to a certain extent, I found myself trying to talk to them because I kind of had their ear a little bit just because they knew some stuff about me. And trying to get them to understand, I say all that to say, you talk about the earbuds and, and becoming a part of that. Is there a plan? Is there a, a strategy to get them? Because I feel like 90% of people, 90% of the stuff that's made specifically for a certain group of people, they never actually see. Like there's people who, um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. There's a lot of them like... Um, you know, uh, like the, the church stuff that's made that they feel like they that's made for the people out on the streets. Like you talk about how Jesus went to the hood to the most grimiest mm-hmm. spots and the stuff with churches and, and, and religious groups or just groups in general feel like we doing this for them. This is what they need to hear. And there are these these, uh, you know, people that's out there, whether it's the young people running the streets, whether it's the old heads that's, that's strung out or burnt out or whatever, they're never going to hear it. Right. Like it's not even in a realm of understanding. Like it's not even so is there, do you have a strategy for, for getting in front of them and getting them to actually pay attention? Do you think about that stuff? And I'm sorry to put such a heavy thing on you, but I mean, I feel like you, you do that can handle it. And at least, you know, you know, no, I mean, it's, real, it's real simple. No, yeah. I don't, I don't have a strategy for all that shit. It's just, you know, I'm true to myself. <laughs> and I think, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, I, I ain't real philosophical at all. Like, I'm pretty, 
I'm pretty um, primitive in my thinking, man. I, either shit works or it don't work. Like even what you right, were saying right. about the church, like yeah. the shit ain't work because it ain't real. Church been around for how many hundreds of years? Yeah, ain't been able to do shit. Because yeah. look at the community now. It's it's five, six churches on every block, all over the country. Yeah. Ain't no fucking result. Like the proof is in the pudding. Like it, it don't take rocket science. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to be philosophical. It's like, yeah, okay. How, how many hundreds of years all this shit been here? It ain't work. All right, that shit don't work. And so it's like, nah, I ain't got no strategy to change shit. Like, all I'm I'm just making my contribution, man. You know what I'm saying? So uh and and I and I think, you know, um like niggas listen to me because I got an element of the people I'm the demographic that I that I'm speaking to. Like you know what I'm saying? The, the niggas around my way respect me, not, you know, because I've been right here with them. You know what I'm saying? It's like niggas, they won't really respect no church niggas. Like, that's just right, real. Yeah. Like, people ain't yeah, gonna yeah. say that for real, but don't nobody give, like, they don't get no motherfucking respect. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? But, and, and the people that I've been affiliated with my whole life, like, like we've been solid forever. Like, since my childhood, I've been with, like, solid niggas. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's been my like even even being an artist in DC, like when people was trying to hate on me, I ain't gonna say hey, that that's not true. I, I I retract that. But when people wasn't giving me opportunity, it's like what they couldn't they couldn't hate on the my 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 legitimate hood connection and, and my consistency. They was like, well, we can't hate on Jay, but so much because this nigga is really affiliated right. for real. Like it's no game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like my whole life, I've been affiliated with real niggas since I've been a child, elementary, high school, adulthood. I've been affiliated with some true stand-up men who stand on our square and go to war with anybody all the time. And that's just something you can't hate on. It's like, you, you know what I'm saying? And so it's like church don't have that. Like, I, I ain't gonna listen to a church nigga. Like fuck, you got to tell me. Like I'm looking at, I'm looking at your approach, and I'm looking at the hundreds of years y'all been implementing y'all strategy, and I'm looking at the results, right? And then I look at the the the, the strategy of the implementation of the people that I respect, and I look at the effects of the people that that you know I, I you know the the handful of people I got like the the people who really study uh, uh, Jesus the Christ. And I look at they how they operate. I'm like, oh, okay, they make moves. The people who genuinely study Malcolm X, and I look at them and like how they move and the results that they, them and their family. The, the, the people who genuinely study George Jackson, and I look at them and I look at how they move and like how they stand on their square. The people who genuinely study Fred Hampton, I'm like, okay, I see how they. The people who genuinely study Asada Shakur, who genuinely study uh, Dr. Francis Cress Wilson. You know what I'm saying? I, I look at what they intake, how it affects their movement in the world, and what is deemed successful for their well-being and their development. And then I look at church folk. And I'm like, you know, like I said, it's just primitive thinking. It's like, oh, like they confuse the shit. And, and you know, I ain't I ain't knocking nobody. Yeah, I, I, real I, primitive. It ain't no philosophical in-depth like getting deep i'm just like i'm just looking i'm just observing 
what it is. So to, right, right. to, to turn, you know, circle back to to your question, like, hey, am I am I trying to, you know, uh, 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 get in there, you know, a specific strategy to try to get in? Like, nah, I'm just doing like I I do my music for my block. Like my my niggas has like 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 Cedar has always supported me. Right. And, and and so when I create art, like it's really for that demographic of people. But it's like who we are, we so real. Like it's it's us is all over the world in South That's Africa, in yeah. London, in yeah. Israel, and you know what I'm saying, in Tokyo, yeah. and, and you know, in uh, Mali, and, and you know, it's, we all over. So it's like I stay in my lane of the people that I'm connected yeah. to. Like everywhere I've been in the world, I met niggas that 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 uh, I'm still friends with today. I got real OGs in, uh, in Cape Town, South Africa. I got real OGs in Fez, Morocco. You know what I'm saying? And Because I connect with people anywhere in the world because we all connected. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I just stay in my lane and I don't have no specific strategy like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm going to get the masses. And it's like, nah, bro, I yeah. do what I do for the people who 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 is full and it's like now nah, i don't got right, no right. strategy to kind of get nobody right. or strategically do shit man i'm just doing what i do because it seems to be well received for the demographic that i represent yeah mm-hmm. so <laughs> so look uh i do have an opportunity to ask you some stuff that i've always wondered about you Really? Um, all the time, nigga, you haven't those, asked me everything. Yeah, and I and I when I because at first I was like, I know everything about this nigga. It's nothing because <laughs> I, I had that issue uh when I interviewed uh uh Renard, when I interviewed uh your cousin, young boss, and I was like, Man, we because at, at that time we had spent a, 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 a way too much time together, you know, working on music, going to shows and stuff like that. So I felt like I got into a rut where I felt like I knew so much about him, I didn't want to ask him no questions. And so, but then I started to feel like that. I was like preparing for this, but then I was like, nah, it's stuff that I always wanted to know about you. So, and these, these questions start coming up in my mind about, and so a couple of things, first of all, you, you alluded to all of the hats that you wear, you know what I'm saying? All the different things that you do. And as long as I've known you, you've always done uh, not just something, but a, a, a vast amount of things. What what do you consider yourself like when they say what is Jason like what name would you because you know in the opening in the intro I was like he's a warrior he's a leader he's a community organizer he's a tap dancer he's a backflip artist he's a, a ninja he's a, a stockbroker no I don't know but but what uh so what would you like what do you consider yourself Jay or do you consider yourself anything or like you I know? really don't but I think on my IG I think I have like artists. Is, is yeah. that simple? I mean, I, I just, I didn't put a lot of thought into it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it, was like, it wasn't, you was trying to, uh, uh, you know, simplify. You just didn't even think yeah, it was like, the best way. Because, you know, I think they give you like the little categories to put on there. And right, right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Artists yeah. came up. I was like, click. Yeah, That's the work. one. Yeah, that'll, that'll work. You know what I'm saying? But so, uh, um, you know, uh, at the at the core of yourself, like you don't have any one thing that you can see yourself like a rapper, like a filmmaker, like a producer, like uh, uh, entrepreneur, uh, uh, philanthropist. Nah, man, it's like the I, I'm just I'm I'm semi detached from shit. 
Uh, and so unless a title is like necessary for me to maneuver, which it doesn't seem to be. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, like, I don't, I don't give a fuck, Dave. Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to uh, be the best person I could be. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck about nothing, bro. I ain't gonna say hey, nothing, but. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I feel like, and let me ask you if this is, cause I feel like, um, you know, at, at 41, Shout out to Mike for laughing so hard. I don't know why, but uh, I think it's just the week. You know anyway, why? You know why? Yeah, I do. You know why? At forty-one, I I've come to, I've, yeah, and I've I've started to come to a place where I want to do a lot of stuff. We talked about you know people wanting to do stuff as opposed to actually doing it and making moves. And there's things that I want to do and accomplish, and I still have a lot to do. But as for like the you know uh, the titles, it's like Dave is enough. Like soup, yeah. you know. I like that. Yeah, 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 nice. yeah. Like, you know, that that that's enough. You know, like I don't need. And so I, I feel like, yeah, Mike, that was you know kind of what you alluding to with your giggles. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, let's see. We talked about what the movie was about. I should have had all this ready. I got another message from uh. Oh shit. Okay, that's nothing important. I thought it was somebody asking you a question. Uh, so, the the music, your singles that was popping, that, yeah. that did some things out here in these streets. So you had, um, I know you had, uh, um, we can do right. That's the name of it. Yeah, I love yeah, it. <laughs> that was you and Jacob Soul. Jacob Soul. Shout out to Jacob Soul. Yeah, uh, uh, amazing voice. I'm surprised. Yeah. You know he. Uh, you know you got it. Well, I mean, you one of the people that motivate him. Do stuff. I've been trying to get him to do a song for a while, but we're talking. He's not going to do shit for <laughs> anybody else but me. <laughs> right, 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 right. No, Jacob though. Like, if he sees this, he's going to laugh. He can be like, yeah. I know, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's why I said it. But, but he's one of those dudes I know um, that you was talking about. You were talking about your collective. Like, he's a special dude. Like, he's yeah, very, a, very helpful. Like, very uh, uh, supernatural being uh, trapped in a human body. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, yeah, man, I, I, like he's he's not normal. Like he has <laughs> unrealistic abilities and powers. And I'm, right. but I'm surrounded by, you know, like that's what I'm saying, man. It's, you know, we just some people just have these human shells, but we don't realize what we are, man. And like what we can tap into if we just allow ourselves to be ourselves, like if we and you know, if we if we if we allow ourselves the time and space to step away to what we're addicted to and what we're connected to, the the power that lies within that, uh, it, it is so uh, life changing, man. And you you know, you just you you walk away with a different lens towards life. And uh, he's he's one of those people who have that understanding, which is why he's he's he he's he's a little bit more detached to me like at least i still tap in with people but that nigga he'd be like fuck everybody nigga oh <laughs> you whenever i feel like it <laughs> right, 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 yeah. yeah but yeah. but genuine people like i get that same vibe from him you know that common mm-hmm. thread that runs through yeah real people and so i think that's why it's only a few people that's allotted the 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 freedom or the like i don't say luxury because they don't really care that it's love but they uh, people give them that space to be that and to mm-hmm. you know to do what they do, and it still is not an issue because they know yep. that's, that's that level. They that powerful, and it's right, like right, yeah, right. it's like take it or leave it, and niggas need that shit. So it's like yeah. all right, nigga, I let yeah. you 
be yeah, the yeah. weird ass nigga you are. Because <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you got all these powers and shit. Like, all right, not, nigga, whatever. Not going that far. You know I'm a little better than I do. I'm not going as far to say he's a weirdy, but uh, he's good people. Yeah. Uh, I like his music. It's, it's, when your boss, my, my boss, look at me, not my boss, but the white dude I work for, he's like, you know, I know I know you don't have no filter. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, you, know understand? <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand. Freeman, hello. Thank you for calling Midas. How can I help you? You guys open? Thank you for calling Midas. How can I help you? This is not a recording, you stupid son of a bitch. Listen, <laughs> right. it, just, it just, it is what it is. So you got to be your authentic self mm-hmm. at all times. Uh, the question is, I'm coming back to as far as, I'm, I'm back to it. You ready? So you got 13 scripts, blah, blah, blah. My, my question was, you're going to learn on the second go round more from, you know, the first go round. First oh, go round, yeah. so much of a process. Like, you're talking mm-hmm. about, COVID attacked the editor, and we got, you know, a deadline, October. Is it a de- It's not a deadline. It's October is... Well, n- not really. I mean, the, the theater is booked for that day. Yeah, but, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, man. You got something, you got something timing. But that's, you that's, got a, that's a good thing you uh, you highlighted, though, Mike, because, like, yeah, this, this next film is going to be done so much better because of mm-hmm. the process of yeah, doing this efficiency. One. Yeah, it's just just learning on the fly. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't produced a film in fifteen years. You know what I'm saying? So, and then you know, I've been working with uh, as far as my creative consultant is Haile Garima, who was just acknowledged and uh, received an award from the Oscars Saturday. Nice. So, yeah, so he he's just been helping me reacclimate myself to to film because he he's harsh. He's like Mike on steroids. He was like, you've been, a, you've been doing fucking theater for 20 years. He's like, I want to see a film. He was like, I'm looking like a fucking stage play on screen. He was like, you got to make it a film. So he was just going in on the joint, mm. but it helped me so much. But, you know, because I brought it to him after I finished shooting. And so he was just giving me notes and pointers of what I need to do and to focus on being a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. You know, because I was I had been doing theater so long. And, you know, theater is dialogue driven. Right. Whereas the film is scene driven, like it's visually, the visuals drive the story of the film. Whereas though in theater, the words drive it. So he highlighted that to me, and I needed that. It was a, and he's real harsh, and uh, but it was necessary. You know, <laughs> me and him have a, a a great relationship. Like we, you know, we 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 love each other. I love him like a father. He loves me like a son. But if you ever saw us having conversation you would think that we hated each other's guts. Right, right, right. <laughs> We'd be cussing at each other and talking shit. And then, you right, know, it's crazy. Like, all right, nigga, see you tomorrow. Nigga, all right. Right, 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 right. Crazy. But yeah, it's man. That's, that that abrasiveness was, is necessary, though, right? And yeah, I mean, it, and in film, not even just him. Is know, it, why why do you keep saying, why do we, why is it abrasive? What's it's a not really. Rough? It's just niggas is soft. It's not a brace. Two rough things in the doorway. <laughs> they smooth themselves out. Yeah, I mean, and so it's like that's how we can talk like that because we, like, we get shit done, and so it's yeah. no time for like to care about somebody's feelings or how they're going to take. Especially like with yeah. two men, it's like yo, we got some shit to do, and it's crunch time. Like nigga, this shit is ugly. I don't like this. You need to do this better. And I'm like, all right, and I can't right, right. did that shit. Came back the next day. He was like, all right, good. <laughs> And then the next day it was love, it was, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, the initially, I, it wasn't no time for all of that 
schmoozing and all of that. You know, it's like, nah, nigga, this, 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 that shit sucks. Go do this. Bring it back. I brought it back. Then it was like, ah, okay. Now I can talk to you regular. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but 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 like you said, if if people from the outside saw it, they might uh, interpret it a different way. Not that that matters. You know what I'm saying? Not that people's opinion matters, but right. if they saw it, they might interpret. But they it. have people, that's what I'm people, have, people have seen like because you know he's up at San Copa on Georgia Avenue, and so sometimes okay. we not in the edit room. We like out in the bookstore in the cafe area, just going on each other. So people be like, "Yo, y'all okay?" It's like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got a show. It was like, nah, this 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 is how we do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Each time, each time you loud and aggressive, man, if, if people talk, you're okay. Like, and then you know he's from Ethiopia, but he's like he's like a uh, he's like a nigga though. You know what I'm saying? Like how you greet people. <laughs> it's like you know how like niggas in the hood greet people with insults. Like hey, what's up, you ugly mother? You know what I'm saying? He's like, <laughs> he's like oh, look at the thug with the tattoos. Like oh, welcome. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you got you got like six girls pregnant. That's that's what you young black boys do, don't you? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, it's all love. That's how we talk. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, but yeah, obviously, you know, it's it's that uh, you know, that that steel shop is steel type thing that yeah. you know. Definitely. Definitely. So you said it's abrasive, babe. Abrasive. Well, that's and that's what I meant. I ain't mean like you know niggas can't handle it, but some people can't. That's why people thought but, people coming but, up to y'all like, oh my god, are right, you okay? Right, but to, right, to your right. point, Dave and Mike. So uh, I don't, even, I don't know if you know, but Hiley was a film professor at Howard for you know twenty something years, okay. and um, I used to come sit in on his class as an actor uh, for some of his students when they're doing their films, and. Uh, so he would call me in, I'd do some film. And then, you know, after, after the classes, you know, I'd be chilling around because people be asking me questions and, you know, uh, and trying to hire me for their films and scripts and whatever. But I mean, he's made several people cry, like just of how, uh, you know, aggressive he is as far as, because he wants people to do so well. And, you know, um, I, it's like, I think just in one session, like two or three girls came up to me crying about his critique of their work. Mm. And it's like, yo, it's like, they ain't built for it. Like, if you can't take yeah. that shit, like you in the wrong industry, cause it's like, he gonna give it to you raw. He don't give a fuck if you a little petite hundred pound girl, he don't care. Like he don't, he just looking at the art. He's looking at the film. Is this shit good? Is it gonna make the cut? And if it's not, he's gonna tell you. Right, he's not right, gonna right. try to like console you. And so it's like, but you know, uh, but yeah, I think like two or three girls came up to me, like literally crying, like tears and eyes crying. And it's like, he's so harsh. And uh, I was just, I'm trying to do my best, uh, you know. And I, I, I wasn't nothing I could do. I was like, yeah, he was right. Get off my face, It was just like, yeah, your character development was, you know what I'm saying? I just got it, yeah. you know, because it's, it's film, it ain't no time. And it, I ain't saying that it's just women because when I first worked at BET, like my bosses were women. And they, it's the same, they cut, you know, you gotta be like, so it ain't like it's a woman thing. It's just the girls that I encountered in his class were the ones that were crying. But when I got to that professional level where it was like, where you get paychecks, like the women like that too. Like, nigga, this cut is terrible. Go redo this shit. Like I can't have this bullshit air on, you know, and uh, Mm -hmm. at BET, I was doing live television. So it ain't no room for error because we on the air, like, you know what I'm saying? And it was a lot of women running shit. So it ain't like it's male, female. It's just about that that texture of being in that industry. You got to be cut from a certain cloth. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Some people, some people ain't built for it. So mm, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's it's definitely cutthroat, man. It's definitely you know. Uh, I don't even think it's cutthroat, man. Swim. I think it. I yeah, think, I think it's, it's just direct. Yeah, it's, yeah direct. it's not even cutthroat. It's it's just like nah, man. It's like it's it's like you just held accountable live right in front of yourself. Yeah, like if this shit ain't up to par, somebody's gonna let you know it's not up to par. And at the end of the day, that's what's necessary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? But oh, in like relationships, that, you gotta kind of coddle. They, yeah. they you said what, Mike? Folks like that when they do that, when they do that to me, I call them friends. Yeah, I mean, because that's that's really that's the people who give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. Like, like the people who who be on the fence. But the art, the you, art. The art, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like they they not helpful for you. Like if if you in this industry and you want your shit to be the best, like people gonna tell you. And if they don't, you should really remove yourself from them. And it's not that those because a lot of those a lot of people don't have the ability to be right, that right. Honest. They do it under the guise of caring about your feelings. And yeah, stuff, and it's like you know. that shit don't work yeah, in this wow. in this industry. You know, what I'm saying? and so yeah. which is why you gotta be on point. You gotta be on point. Like I didn't have time. For Heidi to hold my hand and tell me, oh, I don't know. He need oh, like, no, this scene sucks. Too much talking. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, he's like, get rid of your ego. You're fucking talking too much. I don't want to hear that shit. I want to see this scene. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have time to be like, hmm, I don't yeah. know. It's like, right. nah, nigga, we ain't got time for that. Let me know what the fuck I need to go cut. And I yeah. went and cut that shit and came back the next day. He was like, ah, all right. Uh, yeah. It yeah. wasted too much time for him caring about how I felt. Yeah, yeah, and well, that makes sense though, because you need that efficiency. Like Veronica talked about that as a producer, how you know Veronica's very blunt and direct. There is no time to you know massage it. It's like this is what it is. Next, mm-hmm. absolutely. And, Anybody in that field to tell you, yeah. male or female, it ain't. Yeah, it ain't, yeah. It's, it's 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 not cutthroat. It's just direct, like you said. It's just direct because there's no time. There's no. It's not time for all of the emotions. There's just no mm-hmm. time for it. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, that's what uh, makes you. Uh, I mean, so like you said, that that level of efficiency is necessary. Uh, I saw an interview that um, uh, Will Smith was talking about that, about how he had to, his kids taught him how to uh, kind of take time to reflect and think, because you know I, the way he moved was efficient, and that's how he got to the level he did. Because mm-hmm. he was like, uh, he didn't care how he felt. Mm-hmm. So, because if something needs to be done, it's not about your feelings, about what needs to be done. So, mm-hmm. if it wasn't, if he didn't care about how he felt, it was like there was very, there was no room for how nobody else felt at all. And so, yeah. until he had a daughter that was like, hold on, and somebody that you love, like a daughter, came to him and was like, but, but I don't like this. Yeah, you <laughs> like, hurt my feelings. You have you hurt to. My feelings. I mean, but that, I mean, that's kind of that's kind of like deflecting. So when I, I was talking specifically about being in this industry, now yeah. when you're dealing with parenting or relationships with people, that's different. Yeah, well, no, I'm talking about like when you're creating like art or specifically like film or music, you need people. Combining the two because she was on tour. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm exactly. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, okay. It, about, yeah. I wear my hair back and forth. Wear my so, hair back and forth. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Guess what? That. Yeah, Guess what? To... She said, Daddy, I'm done. He said, Well, baby, you just signed the tour. You know what she did? She cut her fucking hair off. What the mm. fuck? She gonna wear back and forth now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And he had he's like, Look, Dad, look, Dad, look, what the fuck? 
I'm done, bro. It don't even matter. It don't even matter. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, yeah. you got to appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, but, but, but to the point again, she wasn't ready for that shit then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wasn't. Yeah. yeah she wasn't ready for what that was. Yeah, he had to realize that and appreciate yeah. that she, she was seeing she saw it and you know he had to see it as opposed to being in that go mode but that's a luxury that you have when you have hundreds of millions of dollars and things of that nature like you said because i didn't you know my kids are are in the film but my daughter put herself in the film okay i was like oh you made this decision because i know what it is and it's like i'm tough like and my son worked on the film and i was tough on him Hmm. And and the cast was, I mean, you know, the crew was like, yo, this nigga go on. But it's like my kids know what it is. Like, yo, if I didn't, I didn't bring y'all on because I know what it is. So because they had that understanding, they knew what it was. Like my, my daughter scene got cut. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But she know she knew what it was. Like she they went into it, understand, like, oh yeah, we they know what it is. Where it seems yeah. as though Willow didn't know what it was. When you sign up for that tour, like the grueling, you know, show dates and 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 you know the, the you know the radio, and then you gotta wake up, then it's hotel, like it's a grind. Yeah. So it's like when my kids signed up for the film, I gave them the rundown, like even because with my son, I was tough on my because he was working on the crew, and I'm like, nah, nah, you crew just like everybody else. So like I hold you to high standards, and uh, he worked through it. He got tough. He was strong. I had a, you know, he made mistakes, but he got better each time. Man, so it makes him a better man. Yeah, exactly. And but it's like I gave him that that foundation. I didn't just throw him in the fire. I'm like, all right, if you about to be in on this, it's about to be real. I, I can't treat you no different because it's the game. It's like playing football. Like once the yeah. whistle blow, nigga, I can't save you. Yeah. Like nigga, man, it's, it's war, nigga. Like yeah. when the whistle blow and you in them lines, that's it, bro. It's nothing I can do to. I can't protect you out here. You have to protect yourself. All I can do is prepare you, you how for to protect war. yourself. Yeah. And <laughs> so that's, that's the essence of, that's the essence of parenting though. Right. Yep. And that's something like, you know, I know. This, and I knew no Mike good. was going to give me a face. What Mike? Because, because, because if I put football pads on, I played tackle in the street first. Mm-hmm. So when you put football pads on, I feel like a fucking warrior, like an ultimate fucking warrior. There's nothing. <laughs> yeah. Like you gave me some pads, like I would do this shit with no pads. I have no problem with that. You know? <laughs> put your put your little helmet on too. Let's let's go. It was not a problem. You gave me pads. Now I fucking gladiator. A gladiator. Yeah. I a gladiator. So that's 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 sorry. So yeah. I am. Um, I, I feel. I just realized that it's almost nine o'clock. Mm. Uh, then I don't want to. Uh, you you know how we do. I can talk. We can talk. Uh, you know, for the rest of the evening. But you know, the show does have a runtime. So I want to get in. The two questions you already know, the two questions that I ask everybody, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, I'm I'm definitely interested to hear your answer to uh, the questions. Uh, the first one, of course, if you had an opportunity to talk to a younger version of yourself, um, you know, with everything you know, everything you've been through, thinking about the space you were in as a young person, as a you know, 14 year old Jay son, and where you were in your life. And what you know now, all the wisdom, everything you've uh, you know acquired, what kind of conversation would you have with that young man? Fourteen. Mm. I was at Carroll. I was yeah, I was I was deep in the game at fourteen. Um, what would I say to myself at fourteen? Um, 
believe in yourself, man. The answers lie within you. Uh, study your history. Study your people. Uh, get the fuck out this Catholic school. Uh, don't follow white doctrine. It's a lie. Uh, stay strong. Uh, you know, stand on your principles, your morals, your character. You know what I'm saying? Be a leader, not a follower. Yeah, but most importantly, man, study, study the history of your own people. You know, don't believe these books in this school. Don't believe that church. You know what I'm saying? Stand on your own and study your own people. Yeah, that's what I would tell myself. So you um you feel because I feel like you uh you kind of always well at that time you didn't have that uh that understanding. Do you think 14-year-old Jason would have listened to to you if you said that? Yeah, I would I would have listened to any any a nigga like me, like a street nigga that that can articulate his position. Um because you know the, the biggest influence on my life was like a, a, a dude in my neighborhood, and he was he was like five years old, but he had he had the he had the biggest influence on my life, more than my father, more than my uncles, more than any teacher, just because he was he he was what I was trying to become. And so I emulated him, like, because you know what I'm saying, he he was smart, he got a lot of girls, he wasn't scared of people, he could defend himself, he had respect in the streets. So he didn't really have to like tell me shit. I just followed because I was trying to survive. Like, cause I was seeing niggas getting killed and niggas getting robbed and niggas getting jumped all of the time. So I was looking at a person who handled themselves well in those situations and, 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 and could thrive and, and could stand amongst kings in these warrior times. So I was really just following the mold of like how to, you know, not get eaten up in the jungle. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, I would at four, I would have definitely listened to him. Like if if if, uh, if me now came to 14 year old me, I would love the shit out of me. <laughs> like a nigga who could fuck niggas up, and you know what I'm saying, and just and, and just could articulate like feelings of how we feel and the feeling, and could give him the specific answers of as to what he's going through. Oh, this is why you feel like this nigga because X Y Z Z Z. Hell yeah, I would listen. I was real influential at that age. I just didn't trust like sucker niggas, like teachers with ties. I ain't give a fuck about them niggas. You know what I'm saying? But if I saw a nigga like me, like, yeah, I'm gonna listen like shit. Yeah. And I think that's why I, I I relate so well with young men now. That's why I got so many mentees. I got I got mentees all over the city that 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 came up under under my my direction and, and, and my my guidance. You know, prime example is you know our councilman. You know, yeah, 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 you know what I'm saying? It's just like, yeah, it's like he listened to me when he, when he was a little kid because he saw I was from where he came from and he saw that I could stand on the block and still give him articulate information. Like, nah, nigga, this is what you need to do. This is what's inside of you. This is the potential you got. And I wasn't talking to him from no book or from no motherfucking church or like I was right there niggas dying around us and you know niggas selling crack and dope things like nah nigga 
we way bigger than all this shit. I'm trying to tell you, bro. And he listened to that shit. And that's just one example I use because everybody know him. But it's hundreds of youngins like that that I had my hand in. And like they just walk around Southeast and ask about me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they yeah, tell man. you, yeah. I've been here for my community, bro, like the whole time. Like all, all my young men is kings now, raising their kids, instilled with principles and values. Like, yeah, they might veer off and shit because we got to survive too. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, I'm an advocate for survival too. Like, I, I ain't one for like, turning the other cheek and all that uh bullshit. It's like, nah, nigga, you got to be able to defend yourself too. So if niggas popping off, it's like, yeah, we warriors too. So I would definitely listen to myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, man. And and I'm going to alter the second question a little bit, just because I, I usually ask about um, what it is you hope people see. And you, but I know that's not um, yeah. necessarily a motive. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, so I'm going to alter it a little bit. So, you know, you, you are in a position a lot of times where you have a lot of eyes on you. It's a lot of people looking at you. But the most important people that look at you, when, when Ja and Z look at Jay's son, mm-hmm. look at their dad, what is it that you hope they see? Dad. You know what I'm saying? Like, but but dad is a loaded term. Yeah. Like dad is yeah, a protector, yeah. a provider, a warrior, you know, a, a servant, a leader, a teacher. You know what I'm saying? Like, so uh I, I, I think they respect me as a man because you know they walk the streets with me and they they notice how people are connected to me in different uh ways. And I and they they ask me about that. And, you know, they, a lot of my mentees know them and they talk to them like, yeah, your dad did this for me. And they see how the, the, the elders interact with me. They see how the youngest interact with me because they be out on the block with me. You know what I'm saying? So it's like they know my life, you know, intimately. You know what I'm saying? So I think I think, you know, uh, we have a dynamic relationship and they see my core. Like I don't hide nothing from them. I tell them the truth about all of my feelings you know, uh, all of the things that I'm working on, all of the, because I require so much from them. I require so much from them. And um, the only way I can do that is that they have to require the same from me. And my daughter holds me to my shit too. And so that's why it's like, it's, I've never really met nobody like me, to be honest, because I hold myself to the highest standard, which is why I go so hard on other people because I go so hard on myself and I expect to do supernatural things while in this dimension. And so those people that I consider to be in my spiritual counsel, I hold, I require so much of them uh, that sometimes it's, it's overwhelming. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> but I think, I think my kids, see, uh, see, see dad, man. And, and all that, that that entails yeah mm-hmm. yeah man great answer great answer so man this has been uh amazing man i always appreciate our conversations i always say um you know i always feel like i come way better from my interactions you know you the big homie i appreciate you man i love you 100 percent, man Likewise, and I, I thank you for thank you for uh, taking the time to, to chill with us tonight 
and do it. Uh, Aisha and Mike made it all the way through the conversation. <laughs> Nobody dropped out. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, man. I'm gonna have to have you come back do, man. It's a whole lot of questions I got that I feel like it's stuff that that's necessary. But I got a whole bunch of shit releasing, so yeah, 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 yeah. So every release, let me promote my shit when I need to. Definitely, hundred percent, man. Always, you know this. This, uh, you know, it's always you. Always welcome. You know what I'm saying? It's always home. We next next door, so just holler at me. You if you ain't got call me. Yell outside. I mean, yell out the window. Right, right, right. But uh, we were shooting the movie. I was like, yeah, too damn loud. I was grilling. I know. I was was talking on the phone. (laughs) <laughs> and he was shooting the movie inside. He's like, "Hey, uh, we shooting right now. Shut up, <laughs> like, nigga. Hey, right, hold on." But uh, but yeah. So um, yeah, man. Just that uh, I feel like I, I feel like I live next door. You know, uh, one time you told me uh, your kids really believe that. You know, because because uh, my name's Super Dave. Mm-hmm. He was like, they really believe that I'm Super and that you was Batman and and. You know, uh, I feel like I live next door to a superhero, man. Like, we talk about the supernatural, you know what I'm saying, realm and the stuff that you're able to do. You know what I'm saying? Hey, we, we, we all got it in us, man. You got to tap in, bro. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, 100%. And I mean, mm-hmm. it's, um, you know, uh, it's it's believable and attainable because I grew up next to, you know what I'm saying, uh, a superhero, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I really, you know what I'm saying, I appreciate you. Uh, more than I could ever say, and uh, yeah, man, this is you know I'm excited to see these, these parts of your journey where things you know that I've known about for a long time are coming to a realm where more more eyes can be on them and you can get more of that acclaim that you deserve and you deserve for years. So keep grinding, keep shining, brother. Always, um, yeah. Before I uh, wrap it up, Mike Ishi, I got anything else? No, it's always interesting to listen to um, Jason. Jason always has great. Likewise, Queen. Appreciate you. Uh huh. Good commentary. Yeah. Mike, I see you looking at a, a dog tag. My birthday. Uh, my second <laughs> oldest. She said, uh, I may not have come from your genes, but you chose to love me as your own for that you are my superhero mm. that's just that's dope man that's dope hell yeah and look man uh, uh real quick before we wrap up mike i uh wanted to make sure because you know um i was talking to my mom we was talking about how we wanted to get you something for the for the wedding and we didn't get a chance to so uh we was uh you know we knew that the, the anniversary and the birthday was coming up so we you know we got you guys some uh y'all available on October the 22nd. Y'all got tickets to go see Dion Cole. I'm gonna email you the uh, the tickets. That'd be awesome, man. I appreciate oh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. National Harbor. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, a blessing. You, know. you understand. My wife loves you. She loves Yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna send you the email, man. I want you to know, you know. So happy birthday, happy anniversary. Yeah. Um, like I, I said, man, I that, that, you know, um, I, I feel wow. like, you know, I, I came up a little different, even though we all, you know, this area uh, instilled some stuff in you. I, I came up a little different. And so um, t- recognizing that thread that I always try to surround myself with people 
uh, that have that for me. And I didn't even like somewhat subconsciously, you know what I'm saying? But and I recognize that uh, that you guys have, that you, uh, Mike and Jay, y'all have a lot of similarities and, and it's something that I connect with for some reason. I have no idea, but um, I appreciate both of y'all immensely. And um, uh, Aisha, you're cool too, but no, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, but uh, I, uh, definitely, man, I just want to, you know, um, uh, you know, like I said, one of the reasons I do this show is to get people on here I admire and that, 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 um, Definitely extends to Mike, you and Aisha, you know, and just tell y'all how dope y'all are, man. So all three of y'all, man, I appreciate y'all 100%. On behalf of myself, Super Dave, a.k.a. Mr. Incredible, just Mike, the one and only Aisha, and our illustrious guest, uh, slash host, slash uh, entrepreneur, uh, 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 what I say, uh, 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 leader, uh, warrior, uh, movie producer, music producer, artist, uh yeah yeah just artists man artists, you know, I won't say man, man. It's a man man yeah father uh uh son uh you know uh yeah man uh the one and only Jay son man y'all go uh check out uh where can I get the music at Jason's lyric yeah Jason's lyrics dot com J A Y S U N S lyrics dot lyrics okay with an S on the end yep, Jason's dot com okay and that's where you can get all of the music uh the music is dope. Uh, we, the tentative date for the movie uh, screening is the 7th. October 7th at the Arc Theater. If I hear from my editor tonight, I'm going to send out the information tomorrow. That's a bet. That's a bet. You really heard it here first because yeah, yeah. if I get the information from my editor tonight, I'm going to be sending out the uh, actual screening information so people can get tickets starting tomorrow. Great, man. Great. Yeah. So either way, you know what I'm saying? We're going to make sure we support yeah. and follow. I definitely want to see the culmination. You said yeah. on a, on another interview, you said it was your magnum opus. Absolutely. So I was like, I got to see what this nigga's calling his magnum opus. Nah, it's, it's because this is the first bro. time I ever heard him use the term. What does magnum, magnum opus, opus mean? It it's means your, uh, your, your greatest resistance. work. Yeah. yeah, your greatest work. Yeah. 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 And I got a lot of work. So. My children. My children. Your, your magnum opus is your children. Oh, well, that's awesome. I'm gonna, I'm gonna think about that later on. My magnum opus. I feel like well, you still I mean, got some stuff not to as do, inclusive Mike. because my children were a part of this. It, right, right, right. So it's it's all it's all rolled in there. Yeah, yeah. Because it wouldn't be no, what I it is without them. Magnum opus. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, definitely we're gonna check it out and support, man. Again, thank you. All right, I'm gonna wrap it up because it's 9 11. Wow, yeah. that's weird. Let's wait one minute. Hold on, let's <laughs> nah, go on 9 11. The numbers are working in our favor, brother. I'll take that. Don't I let them put, don't that. let them put them little psyches on your mind, brother. The I numbers are that odd. and respect that and see it's that kind of uh, uh, guidance and wisdom that, um. <laughs> We keep talking to the change of nine twelve. That uh, <laughs> nah, man. Not, but all right, man. Hey, I love you. <laughs> he look at the clock for real, y'all. Look. Nah, 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 nah. Go, Bing. <laughs> all right, man. Peace. Yeah. <laughs>